All right, all right, all right. So I, I love this little dimension to the show that we added. You know, we open up with a little bit of open discussion. You know, we have a visitor today, so it's more of getting his um uh his thoughts and everything on what we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, oddly, I didn't hear from him at all. Um, you know, with us talking about the 2008 Florida Gators and the 2014 Florida State Seminoles. Very shocking, though, that we didn't hear from him. No, didn't that. didn't hear from him. I heard from quite yeah. a few of y'all, and I and I appreciate you guys. You know, hit me up. My buddy Charles Evans was deeply offended, and uh, <laughs> we 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 had to have a, 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 a come to Jesus moment meeting in the office at the job. You know, for him letting me know that I was tripping. You know what I'm saying? So, well, we got my man's in the building. The return of the one, the only. I like to say he's illustrious. Cedric Farr is back in the building. Say it was good. What's good, man? Good to see you, man. How's everything? Everything is wonderful. Great, great, great. Wonderful, wonderful. Great. So, Ced, just let's jump into it, man. You no, know, last week we were discussing the 2014 Florida State Seminoles and the 2008 Florida Gators. And the floor is yours, man. I want to know who's going to win that game and why. Of course, I'm going with the Gators. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, I just want to apologize to. Gator Nation, the Gator listeners, for being so poorly represented on here last week <laughs> by a one Frederick Brown. When I heard what he had to say about the 2008 Florida Gators uh-huh. and the honest he had for Jalen Ramsey mm. as if he was... Sean Taylor, Mm. Ray Lewis, Mm. one of these people you were just scared of. There it is. I was sitting like, wow, are you serious? Mm. Jalen Ramsey. So you was offended. Offended. Deeply offended. Deeply offended. We claim these colors together. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. And he got on here. And then also, it's been past shows, he has Tim Tebow Mm. to sound soft. Like he's like we not he said we weren't gonna put the ball in the air. Uh huh. We weren't gonna run Jalen Ramsey way. Okay. He couldn't get the ball down the field. First of all, and oh, let uh-oh. me backtrack. Oh, oh, <laughs> why would you replace a three-time Heisman finalist? Yeah. With Rex Grossman, he was a Heisman finalist too. Three-time Heisman finalist. Okay, And won it once. He did? First sophomore to ever win the Heisman. Yeah. First person to ever put up 20 passing touchdowns Uh and 20 rushing touchdowns. Uh Uh-huh. Why? The offense was tailor-made for Tim Tebow. Why would you replace him? Uh Could y'all ask me? Would you? Does that sound logical? To me. I wouldn't have replaced him. To me. In what way? Cannon. We seen what that look, offense looked like. You remember Chris Lee? Rick, Rick, Chris Lee had a, a solid Chris Lee had a solid arm. It wasn't better than Grossman. Wasn't better than Grossman's, but you seen what that offense looked like. It sputtered because you know why? Why? They couldn't run. The but, offense is run but you, first. But you being a Florida Gator fan, hold on. You being a Florida Gator fan, you know if you input Rick's Grossman into that offense, you telling me it don't it's not better than what Tebow did? No, not to me. It wouldn't be to you. Okay. Because right. it was a spread offense. Okay. You needed a running quarterback. Okay. Think about 
I'll give you a perfect example. Why did Mississippi State get the number one? When Running. Dan Mullen was at Dak Prescott, Running. he ran the spread offense, offense. Spread offense, run the ball. Dak uh-huh. Prescott went slinging the ball over there, all over the place. But so, so, so let the back to go back on track. Uh-huh. To me, in my eyes, 2008 Gators would beat the 2013 Seminoles. I okay. feel. Mm. Y'all don't have anything on offense that scares us. Nothing? Nothing we had, I mean, outside of, you got Kelvin Benjamin, Rashard Green, Kenny Shaw, yep. Nick O'Leary. Yep. Spikes, you get O'Leary. Both of them slow. Uh-huh. Kenny Shaw, he's in the slot. Kelvin Benjamin. I'm going to throw out three names for y'all. Uh-huh. Receivers we faced uh-huh. around that time. Sure. And let me know if they were better or than Kelvin Benjamin. Uh-huh. Julio Jones. Better. AJ Green. Better. Alshon Jeff. Better. Why are we worried about him? Okay. So you never about, about, about five. I'm not worried about Jameis. Ooh. You say you're not worried? I just wanted to make sure you I ain't gonna say not worried. Okay. He, but the man threw in two years, he was responsible for twenty eight turnovers. Go back to that natty year though, where he wasn't throwing turnovers. He still had ten. Okay, but still. Okay, but how many touchdowns he threw? 10. How many touchdowns did he throw? 40. He threw 40. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good ratio. That's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> All that cancels out. Sure. But my X factor, mm-hmm. which I don't see how this man didn't get. So you, so you have to worry about that backfield? Nah, I ain't worried about the backfield. Like we had three-headed monsters. I'm not worried about the backfield. All right. But continue. The X factor for us was Percy Harvin. Okay. The man averaged nine and a half. Yards rushing. Okay. For his career, 14 and a half receiving. Absolutely. That's where you're going to stop him. You don't know where you're going. Uh-huh. When they ran that triple option with Tebow, Hernandez, and Percy, you ain't know where that ball was going. Because if you took out the inside, you had to worry about Tebow. Mm-hmm. And if you took Tebow out, he's pitching it outside. And I just said, Tebow, I mean, Percy Harvin, nine and a half yards rushing. 14 and a half. So it's pretty much every time he touched the ball, it was a first down. Sure, we've seen it. Yeah. So for me, that was it. And okay. then Freddie mentioned coaching, and I just don't – I got us by 10 plus. 10 plus. 10 plus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just don't – I don't see where – Okay. I mean, it's your opinion. You, you know, know, of course, you know, we greatly disagree uh, with, 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 with your it. opinion. You know, everybody seems to have Florida beating that – that 08 Gators beating the 14, 13, 14 Seminoles. Sure. And I found this little tidbit. Sure. When they played Oklahoma in the national championship, that team put up 51.1 points a game. Yeah, they broke the offensive record. Offensive record. Yeah. Do you know how many points they scored when they played us? 14, 17. 14 points. Yeah. Yeah. And matter of fact, it's funny. Y'all went on to break their record. We did break so it. So yeah. that was, you know. Yeah. It's funny how all that intertwined. But Sure. Go Gators. 10-4. 10-4. right, everybody. You know, let's... That was the great Cedric Farr. He's going to be in the building today. We're going to be discussing a few things. But before we get started... The Rock understands what took place. The night you won King of the Ring, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together, and you said a prayer, and it sounded like this. Oh, dear God... You see, my name's Billy, and I just won King of the Ring, but there's one problem, 
Everybody still thinks that I absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said this, Bob, but my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> hey, this reduced lunch spokes, man. Come on, man. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who is on crack? You're listening to the sports show. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 62. 62 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I am your man's in the building one more time, Desert L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. And this your man, Black. We back for another episode, one of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. So you already heard his voice already. We got my man, Cedric Farr, in the building. We're going to be talking a lot of things that we would love to get Mr. Farr's opinion on, and I'm sure he will be so gracious to oblige uh, to give us that information. All right, man, so what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk a little college football. We got some questions for Mr. Farr to see what he thinks on a couple of topics. We're also going to do, of course, our Start Bitch Cut, our uh, top five. We're going to talk a little NBA, and then we're going to revisit what uh, took place at UFC 250 mm. this past weekend. And then a little, uh, there's some cloudiness in the UFC as well. You got Jorge Masvidal uh, threatening to step away, John Jones threatening to step away, Conor McGregor retiring last night. Um, so we're going to kind of talk the state, uh, of the UFC with all the big, big stars, you know, having some issues. Of course, Henry Cejudo just vacated the Bantamweight Championship just a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to have some conversations there. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right into the show. And of course, we appreciate everybody for rocking with us and listening to us, uh, this week. So we'll get into our start bench or cut and... Last week we did, uh, we kind of switched it up because Black Hat tried me the week before and said, uh, and, and told me the 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 the, the, the cut I gave him was kind of soft. It was so, hard yesterday though. Yeah. For the special edition show, it was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, that cool, was hard. cool. So yeah, you know, yeah. we gonna we gonna keep it coming. So, uh, before, of course, before we get started on the Starbucks cut, uh, let's play that theme. Sports desk. <laughs> You're listening to the sports show. All right, all right, all right. So let's get into this week's start bench or cut. We're going to go to college football ranks, uh, specifically college football running backs. College football running backs. So, Black, you ready? Yeah, man, let's go, man. Uh, let's get with it. Out of the University of Georgia, we have Todd Gurley. Out of the University of Oklahoma, we have Adrian Peterson. And out of the University, excuse me, out of Penn State University, we have Saquon Barkley. Yeah, man, you shouldn't have said I was falling off, my boy. So we got Gurley, we got Peterson, 
And we got Barkley. Black, who we starting? Who we benching? And most importantly, what player are you telling? We don't need you this Saturday. Oh, man. Mm. I got to star Adrian Peterson. Mm. Mm. I have to bench Saquon, and I have to cut Gurley. Yikes. 10-4. So let's get this correct. You said you were starting a PAD. You are benching Saquon, and you're telling Todd Gurley that you'll holler at him later. All right, 10-4. Cedric Fogg, get in here, man. Let's do the same thing with you. Who you starting, who you benching, or you cutting? Who you cutting? Gurley, Peterson, or Barkley? I'm starting Saquon. Mm. I'm benching Gurley. Mm. AP, you out of the... Ooh. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, For myself... Um, sheesh. I'm going to start Saquon as well. I'm going to start Saquon as well. I am also going to bench Todd Gurley. And I'm also going to send Adrian <laughs> Peterson wow. to the house. Okay. Um, all three of these guys, spectacular. They are. Uh, phenomenal college I, football running backs, what man. What made me cut Gurley is because he was injury prone at Georgia. Was he? Yeah. I mean, his he last year he was. Toys ACL. That's a freak injury. But keep it, it what he is. did on the field. He did some amazing things, but bro, Keep it what like, he did on the field. Over AP and Saquon? Yeah. Yeah. Dog, girl, you listen, know, dog. <laughs> the first time we saw girl, we like six no, foot think two. About, think about the first time we seen AP. Okay, cool. Straight ahead. Straight ahead <laughs> running back. <laughs> oh, oh, man. But that's a, that's, that's a, good, dog. No, I, I almost started, girl. <laughs> I was close too. I was close. To I was close too, cause I remember the first time we saw him. I remember Gurley, but I also remember AP. Like, I got you. I got you. Dog. Great running back. Great running back. From the time he hit the field, bro. Like yeah. all, all three of them from the time they hit the field. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. Uh, great group of running backs, man. Um, I'm trying to think. I was gonna switch it up, but no, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it, cause I was close to starting Gurley too. <laughs> All right. No, you can't switch. What you I ain't gonna now. switch it. I was just saying I was I was kind of close. I was kind of close. But why why say why say this? Let me ask y'all this: Why say Quan over Gurley? Electrifying, start stop and go, uh, power, um, just one cut and I'm out the door and ain't uh, nobody uh, on the field close to uh, touching me. He nobody. Re- he reminded me of uh, Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor was one of the running backs. We never seen with that size and speed. Mm-hmm. Six two, oh, two thirty. And you want once they got in like you said, once you got in the open, you weren't catching them. Mm-hmm. And then for me, uh, I think he had better hands than AP too. Both of them. Facts. Actually. Gurley and so, uh yeah. Gurley yeah. had better hands than AP. And it's just my introduction to Gurley. It was playing, it was one of them twelve o'clock mm-hmm. SEC games. Mm-hmm. And they were playing like Buffalo or somebody. Mm-hmm. And they had him on kickoff return. Yeah. And he housed it to the house. Like, oh my goodness. To the house. I remember that. To the house. Big man. Big dude. Big man. All right, man. So we're going to smooth into our sound of the week. And it's paying a little tribute to the rattlesnake, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it's kind of a combination of two moments, but they are pretty funny. Uh, The first one I haven't heard in a long time. And the second one is one of my favorite Stone Cold moments ever. So enjoy. My dad used to sing to me. But it always worked every time. And I was just a little kid sitting on his knee and he starts strumming the guitar. Well, here it is. And this is from me to you. Deborah, you can sing along if you know the words. It's a little out of tune. Better? 
Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. You're about to hand this man, the Undertaker, a championship match after backlash. After backlash. Why? Because he deserves it. Because he's got that stupid bandana. Those stupid gloves. Does he scare you? Why? I want to know why. Because you ride that stupid bike. <laughs> Rick, you know what my watch is telling me? It's talking loud and clear. And I can hear it. I ain't got no hearing aids. I got no problem. Look at me. When I talk to you, what? is it going to be what? stone cold, what? stone cold, what? stone cold, what? I said stone cold. <laughs> yeah, so after stone, after stone Cold got through finish uh, raising all kinds of hell, uh, he had a comedic side. He had a comedic side that he let loose in the WWE. Uh, and I tell you what, he did have some pretty... Pretty funny moments, man. So, uh, yeah, did, yeah so man. shout out to the Rattlesnake. All right, man, we're going to transition into our top five. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All right, all right, all right. So last week, man, we did have um, some very good participation with our um, start, uh, our, our top five uh, from last week. So we're going to read a few of these off, and then we're going to start with our guest uh, right here, Mr. Cedric Farr. He said at number five, he had Ricky Williams, four, Fred Taylor. I'm surprised by that. Thought Fred would be a little higher for said. Number three, Emmett Smith. Number two, Marshall Falk. And number one, Barry Sanders, all right? Yeah. Let's go to my man, not that Larry Bird. Uh, number five, he had Corey Dillon. Number four, Fred oh, Taylor. Shoot. Number three, Edron James. Two, Emmett Smith. And number one. Corey Dillon, uh, number five. Yeah, yeah, number five. Ah, okay. And number one for him uh, was Barry Sanders, all right? Um, let's see, let's see. I got my boy Smooth. Shout out to Smooth. Uh, at number five, you got Emmett Smith. Number four. Uh, LaDainian Thomason, number three, Adrian Peterson, number two, Marshall Falk. And for Smooth, he also had Barry Sanders at number one. Like I said, man, we're going to have a real conversation. <laughs> like I said, like I said, we're going to have a real. Like, we was been, he's yeah. been a clean sweep here, my boy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. had no, Emmett Smith number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we oh, going to have okay. a conversation. One day, we're going to have a real conversation about Emmett Smith and uh, uh, Barry Sanders. We really, but today... Today is not that day. Today is not that day. But y'all keep on pressing me. We gonna mess around and have a special edition about it as well. Man, boy, right. I see somebody had Emmett, what, number five? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's cool. Top five is cool. But we gonna have that talk. We gonna have that talk. All right, let's get into this week's uh, top five. We're gonna go um, our favorite 
college football players out of the Southeastern Conference. That's right. You SEC lovers out there, we're going to give you some love today. And you can thank Cedric Farr being in the building <laughs> for that. All right, uh, Black, let's kick it off, man. Give me your top five players out of the SEC. All right, at number five, I got Javion Clowney. Mm-hmm. At number four, I have Mr. Johnny Manziel. Mm. At number three, I have Derrick Henry. Okay. At number two, I have Cameron Newton. Cameron. And at number one, I have Mr. Percy Harvin. Mm-hmm. Spectacular, spectacular. All right, Sid, get in here, man. Shoot me your top five. I know this probably was extremely hard for mm. you. It was so hard. <laughs> one of them I had to leave off, and yeah. I was just pacing around the house, hands sweating, but Hurt I had you. to do it. It's about hands sweating. Yeah, so talk to me, man. Give me your top five uh, favorite players. Number five, Run DMC, Mr. Darren McFadden. Oh, Number oh, okay. four, okay. Eric Berry. Number three, Eric William Berry. Percival Harvin. <laughs> Number two, Timothy Tebow. And number mm. one, I had to go with him. Who was that? Danny Wolf. Ooh, Lord. Stank you, Danny. Four-time. Okay. Come on, bro. <laughs> My bad. Go ahead, Four-time <laughs> SEC champion. And he brought us home our first natty. He did? 52 20 mm-hmm. against the Mighty Noles. Mm-hmm. That weren't mighty okay. that day. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give him my top five. Uh, this is kind of difficult for me, too, man. Difficult for me, too. But uh, I loved all these guys. So they kind of not in order. Uh, because I couldn't really place him for five, four, three, two, one. So I'm just gonna throw him out there. Um, I have Cam Newton on my list. I have Percy Harvin on my list. On my list. Okay, I have one Auburn Tiger and I have one Gator uh, so far. But I do have another Gator on here. Sexy Rexy. Rex Grossman. When me and, yeah, when me and Sam first met, we, I used to tell him, man, when them boys used to come out there with them uh, knee bands on, Rex used to have on that, that big blue arm pad, take yeah. an eight-step drop, and yeah. boo-yow, down the field and went, boy. I like Rex Grossman, man. And number two, I have Todd Gurley. I have Todd Gurley at number two. And number one, I have Peyton Kenneth Manning out of the University <laughs> of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> out of the He's University so of Tennessee, you so know. Close. Somebody got a rep, dog. <laughs> somebody got a rep. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad it was me. <laughs> it was so hard for me to leave Cam off that list. Mm. I love Cam. I was shocked that you did Cam, leave him off. It was so hard, but I couldn't. I thought he I couldn't, on everybody's list. I, he deserved it. Only, but left Cam off. Everybody on there did it multiple years, and he only gave me one. That was the that was the cutting mm-hmm. deciding factor for me cutting him. But outside of that, I was an Auburn Tiger for 2010 <laughs> slash Florida Gator. Yeah, I think I think the majority of folks was uh you know you really rooting for yeah every Saturday. Every Florida, every Florida fan man was saying, man, that's supposed to be us, man. Spectacular that's supposed play. Supposed to be us. We was treated, man. Cam Newton gave us a treat yes, every did, Saturday boy. that he played, man. Like every single one of them, man. So I am surprised that to not hear Cam on says list, but I can see why he had some uh very very good players um on his list there. All right, so we're gonna go into our tweet of the week now. Black, that's a lot of disturbance going on in the UFC, man. We were, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, man. We got. Um, some some uh, some top of the line fighters coming out, man, and and they're not happy. 
Um, um, they talking about relinquishing titles, stepping away from the game and everything. So one of my favorite fighters right now, um, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal went on a little rant last night. Now, just a backdrop before I read the tweet. Jorge Masvidal is probably the hottest ticket going in the UFC. Uh, your current BMF champion, um, he's just been on the roll, and he should be facing Kamara Usman for the welterweight strap, if not already, but soon. Well, looks like Game Bread is pretty upset. He said, in my contract uh, that I had to take to get paid, same way I had to get a new contract to fight Teal, uh, then a new contract to fight Nate. And then they kept extending the amounts of fights to my contract, uh, and now I'm locked up. And the only way that I see this working is if I never renegotiate again. The negotiations is take it or leave it. If you lose, you can cut me. If I win, then you can choose to redo my contract. If I win, I'm passionate. I want the recognition. I want everything. So I'm not doing my contract negotiations anymore with the UFC. Um, he then go on to say, why are all the major names having issues? Connor, Jones, Cerruto, what we have to take it or we have to retire. I love fighting, and this is the fight of our lives. All right. So, all in all, man, we're going to get into this a little later because we never really seen this in the UFC. We never really seen fighters, a group of them, the ones at the top of the line, at the top of the line really have issues with Dana yeah. White. In the UFC. So we're going to talk about that just a little later. All right. So before we get into our first topic, I want to swing the mic over to Mr. Cedric. For I got a question for him. I want to give him the opportunity, man, to kind of clear the air, to kind of speak on maybe a few things he may have uh, heard uh, in uh, earlier shows, especially about the GOAT conversation of course we had the really successful show thank y'all man we double and tripled our listens on that one show man we just really appreciate everybody checking us out but the debate was lebron james or michael jeffrey jordan and we played cedric's uh uh audio on the show but fred's been in here smooth's been in here you know sure said has heard everything me and black uh, have been talking. I just want to give Sayed the opportunity to kind of, you know, say what he wants to say regarding all of the GOAT conversations that uh, you have been hearing. So, take it away, Sayed! Uh, my opinion was a swayed. Sure. I said MJ didn't lose. Uh-huh. He dominated and he mm -hmm. didn't disappoint. Mm -hmm. Man, I, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say. It's <laughs> just, I don't understand Freddie made a point last week as far as saying how LeBron has lost just as much as MJ won. And I, in my mind, it's like if that's where you stand, uh -huh. where winning and losing really don't matter, mm -hmm. somebody has lost just as much as somebody else has won, mm -hmm. and you glorifying that, then mm -hmm. I can't argue with you. We have mm -hmm. nothing to talk about. Mm -hmm. We will never see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. He said LeBron could be 6-12. and 12. That don't... That sounds... Let me... D, you remember back in the day. Sure. We used to play NCAA football. Sure. I say, D, you off tomorrow? Uh-huh. You'll say, yeah. I say, hit me up. You uh -huh. hit me up. We'll play. Sure. Whatever. Say we play 10 games. Uh -huh. Let's say I go two and eight. Mm -hmm. And I go back to work the next day. And I say, man, I skunked D one game. And the other game, I beat them 42-14. Mm -hmm. I had this many stats and that many stats. Uh -huh. 
And they said, well, how many games y'all play? Oh, we played 10 and you won two? Uh-huh. And you around here bragging? <laughs> how would I look? You would look crazy. And I know it's those aren't really parallels, but mm-hmm. that's just where I go at it when I think. And mm-hmm. y'all even admitted on here. Yeah. Y'all don't really care for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. But you consider him the GOAT. And I can't, I know you can't compare football and basketball. Mm-hmm. There's totally different dynamics and this, that, and yeah. the other. But in the aspect, grand aspect of everything to me, if you said if Tom Brady was you already said there are better quarterbacks than Tom yeah, yeah, Brady. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just it better throws of the football, yeah. whatever may have you. Facts. But if Tom Brady was three and six, mm-hmm. where would he be on your list? And oh. it's funny, it's the complete opposite of LeBron James. Uh-huh. Where would where would Tom Brady be? If he was mm. three and six, I hear you with the stats, the same stats he has, because that's what y'all like love. Sure. Oh, the stats, the stats, oh, yeah. run the stats, the stats, sure. the stats. Sure. So where would Tom Brady be on your list? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be on. Can you say that again, Black? <laughs> he wouldn't be on my list, but that's football. I get it. He's well, that's a said, different that's dynamic. Just my logic and thinking, he he right? still be on my list. He As would. He still he still. Yeah, he'll still be on my list. He'd still be the GOAT. I mean... Over Peyton Manning. Peyton got two. So... Okay. Peyton got two. Okay. Like, he... like I, 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 gotta, I gotta clean it up again because it's... We talking about... Of you're course, right, we talking right, about like an individual... Said, that's just, like I said... That's I feel what you're saying. And I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel, feel what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but I think the conversation about the GOAT, you know, and, and some people understand where I'm coming from and some people don't understand. Like, I'm talking about the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. That was the conversation. The accolade is going to be thrown in there. I mean, we know what they are. But I'm saying when you watch a basketball game with either LeBron or Jordan on the floor, who was the better player? Let me ask you this, because you say LeBron. Well, what was there LeBron did that Mike couldn't do? What you mean? Like what? what as Mike, a basketball. As, as his game? As a basketball player. I mean, a point, he could be a point guard. We ain't never seen Mike be no point guard and facilitate the offense. He is 6'9", small forward. We seen LeBron, he point guard, like run the offense. Like we ain't never seen Mike have to take control of the team. Like as far as getting the offense going, because in basketball, you would like to get your teammates in rhythm too, because you're going to need your teammates to win. You are. You know, whether you Michael Jordan or you LeBron James. There's something to be said about a 35-year-old man leading the league in assists, bro. There's something to be said. Right now. Right now. Right now. You're 17. And it really today's NBA is a young it's a young man's basketball. Any sport is a young man's, man's game. Baby. So like it's it's crazy to me now. For me, it's just I just feel like the things people look like the accolades. Jordan went six and zero. Understand that that makes Jordan great. You know that's why he sure. is the goat talk. Sure, but sure, for me, sure. the body of work of what LeBron has done and the championship is he's won and how he has won some of them. I. Me personally, I will put that over what Jordan did. To me personally, because I'm a LeBron fan. Like, this man, like, what has Cleveland ever won in their life? You tell me. Please tell me. Nothing. So you don't Nothing. Think Mike did that? Any star player that I don't. Let's say, he, let's say Michael Jordan went to the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. He's from North Carolina. I don't see Michael Jordan bringing a ring to the Charlotte Hornets. I don't see that. But not in the same situation? I 
I think Mike. I think Mike is great enough. He could have went anywhere and won a ring. Yeah. Like I do. I do think he is that great because we've seen. We seen what Mike was about just personally when he right. his approach to the game. You know, he wasn't just a, a a superior athletic person. He was also superior in his mental. You know, so I think he would have took that mindset. And I think he would have got a championship whether he played for the Blazers, the Rockets, the Magic, whoever. You know, but I understand the degree of difficulty because you've seen Braun do it in Cleveland. Yeah. That's why I know you shouting it out like that. I'm, I'm, it's Cleveland, bro. Like it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I think, Sad, you did make some, you made a lot of great points, you know, and that's why this conversation is just going to go on yeah. and, and it's, on it's and on. And it's just all just opinions, and it's just yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I'm going to just put this out there, so okay. you might not invite me back over mm. here for basketball mm. talks again, mm. but for me, I think, I remember when old heads would tell us when Mike retired, that was it for them, mm -hmm. and when Kobe hung him up, that was pretty much it for me. So it's like, in my mind, in my mind, I pretty much already had a foot out the door once Kobe retired. So um, I just don't like the way the league is right now. I mean, mm. it's great athletes, but it's just, it don't seem like it's, I don't know. I'm going to sound like one of them old hating dudes on here. So <laughs> I'll just keep it short and sweet. But for me, I think I've, if basketball was to stop today, I'd be fine because I felt I've seen my three, which is Kobe. Shaq and MJ. And if basketball was to stop today, I could I would be happy. I felt I've seen all I've seen. So it's like, you know, it's hard. Once LeBron retires, stop, I'll be satisfied. That's just me personally. Because I'm a fan. I love LeBron. So anybody else after him, I'm I'm cool with that. Like, KD, he would never measure up. Never measure up to LeBron. They tried to put him on this pedestal. But he would never will. Well, so you know, I'll be fine with LeBron if he retired. I'll be fine and don't have to root for anyone else in the NBA for again, the rest of my life. Again, again, before we move on to the show, <laughs> the conversation was who was the greatest basketball player you ever seen play the game of basketball. That's what the conversation is. And I can respect, like me, I'm a fan of basketball. So mm -hmm. when LeBron go, I'm still plugged in. You know what I'm saying? Because I love the game. Yeah. You know, I love playing the game. and I love watching the game as well. So I'm in there, you know what I'm saying, with basketball. And I'll let y'all know how it's going uh, <laughs> in the NBA. But I feel right. you said, like, people that you like, you really invested in, like, a Kobe or a Shaq and a MJ. Yeah. I can feel that. It's like. Once these, once you see what these type of players are doing and the way that they do it, you really don't see no one else coming from behind behind them and being able to to, to do that. And I think for me personally, it's just I love football. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah, it don't yeah, matter yeah. who comes and goes. Yeah, it yeah. is I love football. Yeah, yeah, basketball, you love the game. I like basketball. Yeah. And it was like Kobe, Shaq, them, they made me love yeah, yeah. watching basketball. Yeah. And it's like once they love, it was like. And that's real. And that's real. That's real. So, you know, I feel you on that. All right, we're going to transition um, into a little bit of college football. We haven't talked college football, uh, obviously, since the season ended uh, earlier this year with um, uh, LSU winning the national championship. But, uh, you know, I have, I have something I want to address uh, today. I'm just going to put it out there uh, in the open.
I just got to get something off my chest. You feel me? And I, I've been kind of talking about it. Um, a month, a month black, and and Papa Gary, and earlier in my day today, I was talking to Fred and and my homeboy Brian uh, about this. So you know, a, a lot of y'all know. You know, a lot of y'all know who know me. Um, I'm a very huge. Huge fan of the Florida State University, particularly the football program. Been riding with them since I was a jit. And um, we all know what's going on in the world today. Um, a lot of people are out, you know, outspoken of, you know, just just the the the, the cruel, sick world that we all live in, especially pertaining to, you know, African Americans, black people. And my head coach, uh, Mr. Norvell. Uh, this past, I believe it was Thursday, I was awakened by a tweet uh, by one of my captains on the team, Mr. Wilson. And um, he kind of let us know that, you know, Mike Norvell spoke out of pocket and he spoke out of term um, saying that he spoke uh, with the whole team regarding, you know, everything that's going on socially uh, in our country. And and we were led to find out and... Um, uh, to to learn that he didn't do that, that you know, basically he lied. You know, so I am not a fan of lying. I'm not a fan of just liars. I I can't deal with people who who don't tell the truth, especially when they don't tell the truth and a with with a serious manner on the line. So this is beyond Florida State football. You know, this is beyond, you know, uh, my love for the Garnet and Gold. Uh, this has everything to do with Mr. Norvell. You know, you come out later on and you make the statement um, that, you know, things were taken out of context. Um, you you, you should have you, you, you had a chance to think about it. And, and your intentions was to meet with all of the players eventually. Now, nah, when that interview was in front of your face, Norvell, why didn't you just say, we understand everything that's going on in the world. We're trying to take all the uh, proper measures to make sure we talk to all of our players, all of the athletes on this team, on this team, to let them know that, hey, hey, we can talk about this. We can have an open forum. I'm here for y'all so far. Like, why didn't that take place? Instead, he lied. So I have a problem with that. I've been telling Black all week that sooner or later, I will be ordering my Oregon Ducks cap. I could be out of the door as a Florida State Seminole because my head coach, he lied. I'm not with it. This season ain't even started yet. And this is the leader of men. I had a problem with his statement being put out on a piece of paper. I had a problem with him not addressing Florida State faithful in a video or something like that. It kind of expressing us and kind of talking to us. So, you know, the people who were offended could feel a little bit better, better about it. But he didn't do that. I understand all the players showed up. I understand they came and they're working out and they're getting ready to start practice, hopefully, with everything that's going on in the world. I understand that. And I was asked, well, if all the players are good and they showing up, why do I still have a problem with it? Let me tell you something. If I was 18 years old and I had a full ride from Florida State University and this was my shot to make it in life, this was my shot to help my mama out, this was my shot to help my daddy and my siblings out and, and people around me out and I can make it to a better life, Mike Norvell is not going to stop me because he lied. I'm 18 years old. I'm trying to get it. And I'm trying to get, get myself to a position where I can make it. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to be aligned with Coach Norvell. That's that what I would be saying. Dedrick would say if I was at Florida State. So as of right now, I am on the fence. 
I was a bit disturbed by our head coach. He lied. Lying to the public like that just to save face. So Dedrick has a problem with that. So I've been tweeting. I've been texting. I've been telling anybody who would listen. Like, bro, I'm not sweet on it yet, bro. I ain't sweet on it yet. So those are my thoughts on Coach Norvell and Florida State University right now. And I'm going to let my man Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let my boy Sid get in here and talk to me. Sid, uh, what you got on your mind? He lied. I just want to give the listeners a back backdrop before Black mm. goes. Um. Since I've known Dedrick, since about 2007, he's been a closet Oregon Duck fan. He is enamored with their uniforms, the way they look, the way they run out, this, that, and the other. So, it's one of those things. FSU has sucked the last few years. I'm just being straight up. They have, and I think they will admit that. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, he he took this... Little speed bump uh-huh. as a segue. What'd you say, say again? Little speed bump. Oh. Little bit of adversity to find his way out the door. <laughs> I'm not buying it. Back to you, Blake. Okay. <laughs> he lied. All right. <sighs> I don't disagree with D. But uh, being a college football fan and seeing everything that we've seen and seeing the things that we've dealt with. Which one thing that I do know for sure. We've seen great leader of men lie. We've seen Nick Saban lie. We've seen Urban Meyer lie. We see all college football coaches lie. But I understand the time and the place that we are in. I understand that. For me, I was hurt with Novell the way that he went about it. And I really feel like things could have been a miscommunication on my part. I feel like it could have been, I feel like D, he should have said such and such and such, but it didn't get put out that way. I feel like Norvell should have, should have said, look, just like you said, D, I was able to touch a few players here and there and not get in touch with everyone. Uh-huh. But it was players that Norvell did reach. He just didn't reach everyone. Mm-hmm. So for Norvell to say that he reached everyone, he was wrong. Mm-hmm. We've had coaches lie about prostitution. Mm-hmm. We've had coaches lie about <laughs> their coaches being rapists. Mm-hmm. We've lied about funds being given to players. Mm-hmm. We've heard great men lie all the time. We're mm-hmm. not looking at Norvell as a great... We don't know what Norvell is going to be. He hasn't coached a game yet. Uh-huh. We only know what we have got from Memphis. That's all we know what we got. And he's just, just the, one of the hottest coaches right now. Okay. And Florida State has him. But... At the same time, Norvell needs to understand the type of players he have on his team. His players are not just going to sit back and be quiet. They're going to speak out. Okay. And Norvell also told the kids, I'm happy that y'all are able to step up and talk. I'm happy Marvin Wilson did exactly what he did because I was wrong for my actions. Mm-hmm. He said that. he No, he didn't come out, but he did put a letter out and say it. But we've seen many of other coaches put letters out sure. and uh, not, not mess with the media. I, I don't understand what what my man's problem is, but okay. I just really feel like we're it's it's warranted, I guess, on his part. Mm. And I don't like the way Norvell handled it as well, but I feel like it's something everyone can grow from. It's just a mm-hmm. little hiccup, like like said said, it's just mm. a little bump in the road that okay. can easily be fixed. We never know. Mm-hmm. This might take us a long way and a long season that we have upcoming, and some and it could be something that. 
counterports and, and helps helps us have a better season. Because mm-hmm. maybe these guys are finally, they know their coach and their players are all on the same page and they and they know things are open now, what they can and can't can't what they can do together and the things they can achieve and and, mm-hmm. and the things that this the this coaching staff are allowing these kids to do with being open about how the way they feel about things. Uh-huh. Some schools you can't go to Ohio State and be open about how you feel. Some uh-huh. school, you can't go to Alabama and say what you want to say not without Nick Saban's approval first. So for him to give them the opportunity to speak freely, mm-hmm. freely. Mm-hmm. I love that that he did that. But was he wrong for overstepping? Yes, he was. But mm-hmm. I give the man, you know, you're supposed to forgive people for what they do. I forgive the man for what he did. He overstepped a little bit, but mm-hmm. he fixed it. He talked to his players. Mm-hmm. He got on top of the situation with his players. Um, I'm okay with the letter. I've seen it before. I don't know what the big deal with D is with mm-hmm. it. I guess just because he's holding him to a higher standard. But for me, we can't hold him to a higher standard. We really don't know much about Mr. Norvell. But what you mean? it is what we don't know a lot about him. Okay, but he lied, though. He did. Okay, so that's he all did. I need to know. He did. I don't, I don't, I'm not giving him no pass. Like, well, you giving him a pass. I ain't giving him no pass. Okay. You telling me Saban lied. You telling me all these yeah. people lied. I don't care about that. Yeah. I'm talking about my school. Okay. And I'm talking about in these times when we're talking about black people being mistreated. You absolutely Being right. killed senselessly in the streets. Yeah. And then you sit here and you say you went out and you told all of the team that you talked to them. You told this report that you talked, but you didn't. You lied. I, I can care he less. Did. He did. I don't he care. Did. He, he did talk. I don't care. But he didn't talk to everyone. Okay, so say so, that. So, so, but he, he, but he didn't say that. You would think Novell's a smart man, that. right? I would say so, You would yeah, think he, he would be aware. Be. You would think he would be aware, right? I would say so, yeah. And you would think when he was talk when he would be talking to another person that when a person asked him, but I know, but I also know, I but I also know, D, and we both know this. Dealing with reporters, Uh a lot of things get misconstrued. But did he say that? A lot of things do get misconstrued. Did Novell say his word got misconstrued? No, I don't. He he didn't. He didn't say that. No. He didn't say okay. that at all. Okay. All right. That's that's all but I want to know. But but what but what's the purpose of him saying that when you have reporters who do that all the time? What's 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 going to change anything about that? The reporter but didn't lie. I understand what's going on in the world today. Thank you. That's, you know, that, and, 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 that's and the another issue. and another one of my reasons for being okay with it is because these kids have come together. Okay. They have a they have a voice that they have they've been. They've been given to be open and be free about the stuff that's going on in the world today. Absolutely. So I'm okay. I'm Florida State through and through, through the hard times, through the bumps in the road, through (laughs) everything. Everything it is. I'm always going to ride with the garnet and gold. I ain't never changing. Do your thing, baby. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing, Black. I'm proud of you, boy, for holding it down with your Florida State University. So. Y'all wanna know what this fight music is? This is the University of Oregon's fight music. You know what I'm saying? Ducks. Out of Eugene. I see 76 in the Perel hand sanitizer bowl. Golly. <laughs> so, yeah, 10 4. Opinion. So you know I'll you know I'll, I'll I'll keep my ear to the to the streets and I'll keep my eyes out there. You know what I'm saying? We'll but see how this thing, this is you college know. College football. We've seen a lot of things happen in college football. Yeah, so so if those 
losses and we'll turns see. into wins and the product looks good on the field and it turns we'll into see. wins and something big. Yeah, we're we'll going see. to see what you'll be rolling at then, sir. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and, and indeed, we will. For what? For what? No. You know what? Uh, no. One thing about me. One thing about me said. I'm usually the one that you know. You know, uh, I like to see your face when things look good. You yeah. know, I I remember conversations like this. You know, and I understand the times we in, but we've been no since we were. I've been a no since I was born. My father is a no. Both of my fathers are no's. Mm. I've, I've always been a no. Yeah. So I'm going to always stay a no, no matter what happens. Tenfold. I'm pretty sure it said if anything went on at Florida, you'll be ready. You'll you'll stick it through and stick with your team, right? Oh yeah, we've seen. Yeah. Just go to the 2008 games. <laughs> I I will make my official announcement uh, in the coming days, but I just wanted to get my uh, thoughts and opinions on um, Coach Norvell uh, and the events that took place at Florida State I, University. I'm 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 really oh, no. I'm really I really want to know what Fred and Brian had to say about the situation. I mean, you but know, that's something you could tell me at a yeah, later I, I time. Can talk, I can talk yeah. to you a little later. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, in the coming days, in the coming episodes, you know, I will make my stance completely clear uh, whether I'm a fighting duck or I'm still war chanting uh, with my Seminoles. So and that's just what uh, the what the case is. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. All right. New sports. Yes. All right, so let's jump into some more college football. Say, we want to talk a little bit about the Florida Gators. We want to talk about uh, the season that hopefully lies ahead uh, for college football. I think we are going to have some college football of some sort. Um, but we want to talk to you, man, about the season uh, that's coming up for your Florida Gators. I'm pretty sure you're really excited going into this season. There's some some very high expectations for the Gators. Uh, this season. So I, I have the Florida Gators schedule in front of me. I'm going to call out these teams and then you're going to give me your record for the year. And then we're going to have uh, a few more questions for you to give you a chance to uh, kind of elaborate. All right. On September the 5th, you will be facing Eastern Washington. Win or loss? Win. September 12th, Kentucky. Win. September 19th, South Alabama. Win. September 26th at Tennessee. Win. October 3rd, South Carolina comes to town. When? October 10th, LSU comes to town. When? October 17th, the Ole Miss Rebels. I mean, you go to the Ole Miss Rebels. When? October 31st, here in Jacksonville, the Georgia Halloween, the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm going to say loss. I got to see it. I gotta see it. I'm surprised. I am so surprised that you said that. Well, 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 let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. At Vanderbilt, November 7th. When? Missouri at home. When? New Mexico State at home. When? In Tallahassee. When? So you got the Florida Gators going 11 and 1. 11 and 1, a possible 2. I don't know where that other one sits, but well, I said it win. Okay, so you said win. So we're going to go yeah. 11 and 1. 11 so, and 1. So can you tell me why you think the Florida Gators won't go 12 and 0? Like, what's the reason? I just. Damn, I'm going to have to show me. Show you what? That he could beat Georgia. He, okay. Well, from they, it. They, this is, well, this is his second year. He's on two, but he's, we've lost three years in a row. But well, he wasn't the coach for that. He wasn't. 
but we you still got to take that as you the head coach now. So Georgia lost every that. a lot. They lost a lot. They lost, but they still loaded. Them boys at the top yeah, two or three recruiting. Right. But quarterback, they who the quarterback? They got quarterback. But who is the like quarterback? Say, but look at this, D though. By the time they, this ain't like we playing them week two or three. It's gonna be sure at yeah. the end of October. Yeah. So whoever it may be, the things I'm hearing, it may be the freshmen starting by week two or three. And by the time we play them, what what you ride it off by eight games, seven eight games? That's plenty enough time to get. Uh, yeah, seven acclimated to get somebody acclimated. So eight games to me, and, and, and that still is a rivalry. Boy. It's a rivalry, and yeah. it like, and he chomping at the bit. Um, his first year, the game got out of hand, and then last year we lost by a touchdown. So he could, we could win. So, so let me ask this. So, um, I don't like Florida, but I, I I'm a college football guy, and my from what I see. And those games, I don't, I, I see Florida having no, really no problems this year. I hate to say it, but I really don't see them having any, any problems. I know about recruiting. I know about Georgia's recruiting, LSU recruiting. They always near the top six in recruiting every, for these past, what, four, what, we would say three to four years. They've been in the top six in recruiting. So we know there's talent coming in after talent leaves. So I just, I, I really had to re- agree with what Dan Mullen was saying when he was asked, like, what are your expectations for this year? And he expects to go undefeated. And I can I can agree with that because that's, that schedule, it's nothing hard about that schedule at all this year. I feel like if Florida doesn't get it this year, I don't know when they, when they will get it. I think this is the perfect year to, for Florida to get back on top. I hate to say it. But I'm a college football fan, and it is what it is. That schedule right there, I don't see nothing scary about that. But you say Georgia, it's a rivalry game. I could see that going anyway, but I think this the year Florida kind of figured that out, you know, because I think it was no Jake Fromm back there. Um, I'm really, I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure that Florida get this thing together with their quarterback from last year. I think he'll be able to get over the hump and get Georgia this year. It's not like they've never been in these games. You know, these games have been been good and competitive, but Georgia, Georgia's have been coming out on top. Okay, so one more question for you, said. Let's say Florida, you know, which I believe, I'm, I'm going to go this. Florida's going to go 12-0 in the regular season. They shouldn't lose a game. They shouldn't lose a game at all. Dan Mullen is a great coach. The situation that y'all have in Gainesville right now with Dan Mullen is one of the, it's top tier. It's top tier in college football. And, and no, I'm not a Gator fan either, but facts is facts. Truth is truth. Like, Dan Mullen is great, bro. I don't see y'all tripping up. I don't see any issues. I get what you're saying, Say At least once a year, even the best team in the country is staring down a hole and they might get in, they might get out of it or they might stay in it. But let's say you come out of the SEC East, which you definitely should. If Florida don't come out of the SEC East this year, we're going to have another conversation. But that's months down the line. But our, the projections are that at Florida will face Alabama in the SEC championship game this year, December 5th, 2020, in Atlanta. Barring what Alabama has just on paper and what you know that they got coming back, barring what Florida has, does Florida win the SEC this year? Hmm. Mm. Go to Atlanta, <laughs> and do they really defeat? Really do they defeat 
Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Do they win the SEC and clinch a ticket to the college football playoff this year? Yes. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But, Thank but you. I'll say this though. Uh-huh. Um it's a couple of them early games scare me. Which one in particular? Uh I'll say Kentucky because them games have been close in Florida last couple years. And if Joey Gatewood, it don't matter. They they come to Florida. If Joey Gatewood gets a waiver, he already did. No, he ain't getting a waiver. Not yet. They passed his waiver. Nah. If Joey, listen. If Joey Gatewood gets a waiver, I'm terrified. You terrified? I don't know about that game. I say win without that. He, I don't, we never seen him play, but just I'm based saying, on, school, yeah, just based yeah. off the intangibles, you got somebody six four, six five, can Cam run. He's yeah, pretty much Cam Newton size, but I don't like to throw that out though. He just <laughs> that's all he is, is Cam Newton size. That's it. We are gonna leave it at that. Yeah. But okay, I, okay. So no, what? I don't care if Joe Gatewood get a waiver. <laughs> It's a hundred thousand. Don't talk about a hundred thousand in y'all stadium. Yeah. I'm well, pre- you sure a hundred thousand gonna be there? The way that everything. Going oh well. On? Okay, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're and right. That's, you don't know. Right. Yeah, like I said. Okay, I, you're right. That's a big you, element of college football. Yeah. <laughs> the fans. Yeah, that but, crowd makes a lot of difference. Yeah. Okay, so so you know you know it, it, I, I'm gonna give my spill on Florida. Looking at this schedule, like I said before, twelve and zero, twelve and zero regular season. I don't I don't see a hiccup. If I had to circle a game that. I, if I got gully enough, I bet a dollar on, it'd probably be Georgia. It'd probably be Georgia if I had muscled up the strength to say, hey, they, I said, I bet you a dollar Georgia beat y'all. That'd probably be the game. Everything else on this schedule, y'all should win by 40-plus every game. I mean, even going to Knoxville, even even going to Knoxville, I don't really know if Pruitt is going to be able to – I mean, what they did last year was atrocious. Now, this is Pruitt's second year. This, isn't this his second year in Tennessee? Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be his third, you I sure? believe. I think it's his second year. No, he, no this is going to be his third. We third year? Yeah. Okay. Maybe Pruitt can get some things going because I think he is a good coach, but Tennessee has been bad for so long. I know you go up there. That's 110,000 strong. Will You know, I'm just putting oh, it out yeah. there. That might be a game that's nip and tuck until y'all run away at the end because y'all athletes and y'all coaching and your quarterback. It's just, no, no. I just don't see it. I so. just don't see that being a game either because Florida always beats Tennessee. Always. It's, it's, how many no times y'all beat them in a row? It's, it's, it's no it's reason like for yeah. It's no one. reason for me to believe why Jesus. the Tennessee Volunteers will beat the Florida Gators. No, I, I ain't say they were gonna uh, beat them. I yeah. said just a game that I will look at and I'm like, okay, maybe. they yeah, maybe they'll make it it's interesting. No, it's no maybe. Okay, it's you. no okay, interest. That I've noticed from the outside looking in, because I keep my eyes everywhere on all the enemies. Sure. Um, <laughs> they are getting the trenches right. And oh, yes, they we, are. They're getting the trenches right. Yes, they and are. You get that right, you can play with anybody. Yeah. So, we'll see. I just Man. think starting out, it's going to be a lot of sloppy football. Absolutely. It wasn't due no, to the circumstances. No, due to circumstances. Yeah, no, no spring. spring. Yeah. To the point where you may see one of them slip-ups. Like, how did this team beat this team? Okay, I got because you. Because of all I got of you. I got, I got you. Now, if you're looking at it that way. I got you. So, that's just how I'm thinking. I got you. But not. But I'm not finna give you late in the season. Oh, no. no I can no, see no, in the no, beginning. No, no, no. But not late. But, but, but. But, but not late. 
But if 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 I, I'm I, you know every day they coming out with more news of when sports is going to be picking back up. You know they got these kids starting to work out again Monday. Yeah. You know it's July. It's June eighth tomorrow. So I would think that you know they'll get some type of camp in. You know within the next month. You know I know the season starts September. So I'm guessing in the, sometime in July. I think the month of July. Everybody might be having a camp. And we know traditionally with college football, I know spring is a big part, you know, but if you can get that training camp before the season starts, because there ain't no preseason yeah. games in college football. And who Florida got for the first three games of the season? My God. I mean, Eastern Washington. <laughs> then you got Southern Alabama in there. Yeah, I bet. You know, so I'm I'm, I'm sure those two games right there kind of, you know, get you guys going. This, this is my here. thing with college football. You know, I dig a little deeper Ferocious. and we look at everything else, just to, not the product on the field. We look at recruiting. I know me and Say really into recruiting really hard and we look at everything, but I'm seeing this team that Dan Mullen is putting together with these top-notch uh, transfers he's got coming in that's more than likely going to get their waivers and be able to play. This year, so with that, and then with the with the nice top ten recruiting, what top ten or top top ten recruiting class that he had coming in this year, and then the talent that he's returning, yeah. a top notch receivers coming back, your starting quarterback from last year's coming back, your tight ends coming back, like you still have some talent coming back on the defensive side of the ball, like I and uh, those young corners as except uh, Henderson, but. The corners that were played when he was hurt were good. So I just don't see how, with all that talent and Dan Mullen being the coach, this man led Mississippi State to become the number one team, like Mississippi State. And he didn't have – this is probably the best talent, best talent he had in his life as a head coach this season with Florida. I agree. So I don't see why Florida should pick up. If we want to put in the circumstances of what's going on, okay, sure. I understand it. Sure. But I see Florida going a long way. And do in my heart, do I want to see them win a natty? Hell no. <laughs> but in this playoff, we already know how it go. Whoever the SEC usually plays from those other conference, they smash. That's usually how it goes. So for folk until until a championship game. So Florida should be playing in the national championship game this Ooh. season. Speaking of that, okay. Now, we're not going to ask for national championship predictions. We're not going to go that far. We want to talk about the top five college football teams coming into the season. I know it's early. You'll probably be shooting from the hip. But just, just off the top of your dome, said, do you have five college football teams who you consider the best in the country? Uh, coming into the season, yeah, I can go uh, Ohio State. Yeah, you got to put Bama. Yeah, got to put Clemson. Yep. Uh, I would go Georgia. Okay, I'm forgetting somebody. Georgia, you. Uh, <laughs> it's somebody else I'm forgetting though. Well, that'd be six then. Yeah, I had us at like five. Whoever oh. they, they had us at six. So whoever them five was ahead, I had no argument with. Was it Oklahoma? Oklahoma. 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 Okay then. Oh, yeah. So I. Auburn too. I think they had nah. Auburn in the top seven, something like that. I could be, be wrong. but I, I agree with six. I agree with six, and uh, below Georgia. Like I said, I just got to see it until we see it, cause um. Yeah, I got to. He's okay. beat it. They beat us three years in a row. So uh -huh. normally the way that series been going. Since I've been watching it, they'll 
uh, Mark Rick, he would get three, then we'll come back and win three. So it goes back and forth. So hopefully this is our year, but until I see it, then <laughs> no. All right. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Oklahoma, five. I'm going to go Florida, four. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Ohio State three. I'm going to give Alabama two, and I'm going to give, and I'm going to get Clemson uh number one. Okay. Uh, yeah, you said Clemson. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna got a surprise team, man. I think it's gonna be the year they make a lot of noise. I think it's gonna be the year they're gonna break through. You know, I'm gonna go Texas A&M. Mm. I'm gonna go Texas A&M this year. Um, I think they, I think you know, I think. I think Jimbo going to have a nice team this year. And I think Jimbo going to be in a lot of football games, which he always is, but I think he's going to find a way to win a lot more of these games this year. Um, and I just got to – Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I got, I, got a, I, got a, I got a feeling that, you know, Texas A&M going to be a, a bigger player than what people are expecting. Uh, number four, I got Alabama. I got Alabama at number four. At number three, I got Ohio State. I got the Buckeyes at number three. And number two, I got the Gators. I got the Gators at number Ooh. two. And at number one, I got Clemson. The reason I'm so high on this Florida team, just speaking as an analyst, like, look at this squad, man. Look at this schedule. Look at this schedule. Literally, Florida only has to beat two teams this year. <laughs> they got to beat Georgia, and they got to beat Alabama in the NC Championship game. That's it. And LSU, though. No, nah, they're going to get with LSU this year. I, I don't yeah. see LSU. I see LSU they competing. Right. Uh, yeah, they go to Florida. Oh, okay. I see yeah, LSU competing. I see LSU competing, but they're going to take a step back this year. Ain't no way they coming back half as good as they yeah, was all, they lost. the year yeah. before. They lost they whole they lost a lot. in the league. They lost a lot, yeah. In the league. But I just think this Florida team, yeah, like, yeah. Trask is a smart quarterback. Very. Emory Jones going to get more play, you know, and he going to be able to move. He moves. Like, he is a positive for the offense. Like, Florida's offense is going to go forward. You see what I'm saying? That offensive line is going to be, man, really good. Y'all going to have a real good offensive line this year. And Didn't lose a lot there. But and, 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 then, and then, of course, y'all all. Yeah, I think y'all going to have a much, another year growth, I think y'all going to have you know? a much better line. And then the defense. Y'all always, always keep good. a defense. Y'all always keep a rock, steady, solid, fast defense. That ain't going to change nothing. You know, and I just don't, I'm looking at the schedule. And I'm really, the only real reason I'm rolling Florida this high is because what they have on their team versus what their schedule is like. That's the only reason I'm really going like that. And I really think Alabama, they could be beaten this year. Oh, yeah. They could be beaten this year. And I, and I, think, it's, Ooh, I think a coach like Dan Mullen going to have everything it takes to create a game plan. And by the time you get to the SEC championship game where the trash is your starter, or Emory Jones is your star. It don't matter. Like, either one of those boys, they will be able to beat Alabama, and they will cash their ticket. They will cash their ticket, and they will go to the college football playoff uh, this year, barring any craziness. But I just see Florida making it to the playoff this year. I can see that. Um, I think what really plays in our favor is continuity, like you said with yeah. uh, Kyle Trash, yep. second year in the offense. Yep. Last year he just was thrown in there against yeah. Kentucky when Felipe and did Ryder. well and did and, well. You know, and the rest is history. Um, I like to see him get better in the pocket because he okay. was like a statue back there right. a little bit, a little indecisive. But okay. you know, it's his first year starting, first year 
Well, starting really because he didn't play any in high school. Nope. He was behind Derrick King yep. all those years. Yeah. So I just I'm just keep my expectations low. You always do. I always do. I, I never, you always you, do. You will never hear me get on here and cap. Yeah, I know. I'm I not, know. I'm not know. Frederick Brown. <laughs> You're not gonna run the tape on me. No. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that's good. I, I, and I think I think uh, we're all excited and anxious to get college football going. Of course, the society allows it, you know, with everything, with uh, the health concerns. Hopefully, we'll be priming up more college football shows with our college football analyst, Cedric Farr. We're going to be having said a part of all of the college football season, man. Said is very smart and passionate and uh, uh, has a lot of good things to say uh, concerning the world of college football. So we look to talk. Um, a lot more college football was said. So I have one question for you, uh, Mr. Hicks. Okay, what's up? Um, so what do you think your season with your Oregon Ducks are going to go this year? I have not submitted my form to be an Oregon oh, Duck yet. Okay. If okay. you heard me earlier, what you're oh. trying to call my car right now? If you heard me earlier in the show. I said in the coming shows, I will make my decision uh, clear. Okay. All right. You understand? I'm sorry about that, sir. Okay. 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 I'm just making sure we ain't got no buffoolery going on at the sports desk. So, What's how up? you going to order a hat and not peep the schedule? That don't make sense. It don't matter. Uh-huh. You know, I ride when I ride. ride. You feel me? Ride. You know what I'm saying? When I'm locked in, I'm locked in. You sound flawed. You sound- <laughs> <laughs> I ride, I ride. You feel me? We'll see how it goes. So, yeah, we know we got more college football talk coming soon, and uh, we look forward to diving into that. All right, now we're going to switch over to the National Basketball Association. The Rock understand. Hey, this reduced lunch spoke, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All righty, all righty, man. It feels so good to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> the NBA is back, baby. July 31st. We are going to get NBA basketball down in Orlando, Florida at the Wide World of Sports Resort. We are getting it back. So let's run down the uh, the, the particulars and then we're going to get the conversation started. So 22 teams, 22 teams have been selected and invited to come down to Orlando to finish off the season. Uh, there will be uh, some play-in tournaments. Uh, The playoffs are going to go well into October. Potentially a game seven of the NBA Finals will be on October the 12th. I believe on a Monday night. I have a question with that as well. Um, They're going to be teams get to play eight games before the playoffs start. So starting July 1st, each team, 22 teams are going to play eight games. Now, the the, the play-in tournaments is going to happen with the 7th, 8th, and ninth seeds, I believe, uh, from the 22 back. So it's not an East and West. It's not an East and West, all right, because you only have nine teams from the East. You got nine teams from the East, and you have another 13 from the West. 
All right. So um, and then also the NBA has released that the NBA draft will be taking place the week after uh, the finals. They have also announced that uh, the new season target date, they're looking at December 1st, hmm. but they have not ruled out Christmas Day. Okay. As the first day of the new NBA season going into the year uh, 2021. So let's go all the way back up uh, to the top. I just want to go around the room. How are we feeling about the NBA telling us they are back? Um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about yeah. the NBA coming back. Uh, I don't know how much I, how I feel about the form and what they're going to, how they're going to bring it out and how it's going to look. Uh-huh. But it's not like. It's really not going to be the East, the East versus the East or the West versus the West. Uh-huh. But I'm interested to see how it's going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks that it's going to be in Orlando and no fans are allowed. You know, that's right up the street. You know, it would have been <laughs> awesome to go down and sure. check, check, check the NBA season out for a few games. But sure. I'm excited we getting basketball back, man. Um, I still have some hope of um, the king regaining his throne mm. this year, but you know we're going to get into that mm-hmm. at a later date. Mm-hmm. Say, how you feel about the NBA being back? I know you kind of you know one foot in and one foot out the door, but just just the mere fact that the NBA is back, how you feel about it? Uh, I think it's going to look. It may look maybe sloppy because mm. of the time off, and mm-hmm. then I just think. Sloppy, and then I think they're just experimenting as well because mm-hmm. we've heard so long about how um, they should just take the top teams from each conference and just mm-hmm. throw them in like a tournament, mm-hmm. and we get that because of everything that's going on. So I just mm-hmm. think they experiment, and also it was rumors of things even before this going on as far as them uh, pushing the season back mm-hmm. and starting at a later date. So I just think they're it's they're experimenting. Um, it's probably gonna be some sloppy play, mm-hmm. uh, but you know these are professionals, so it's not probably not gonna take too long for them to get back in the swing of things. But you're gonna see who was breaking uh breaking the rules mm-hmm. as far as staying in shape and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Which I know they pretty you know they probably got their own gyms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it, I ain't excited. I really don't. Ten four. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> Ten four. <laughs> Um, I, I am excited. I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm so glad that the NBA is back. I'm glad that we do get a, uh, 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 to resolve this season. Uh, before the NBA took its break, I really believe the NBA was on a – well, it might be Lakers fans and, and, and LeBron James fans who were really on the ultimate high coming off what we were doing, um, taking out the Bucks on that Friday night, turning right back around, taking care of the Clippers on that Sunday – and then out of nowhere, things just started happening, man. And then NBA was taken away from us. All in all, it's just a few things that needs to be settled. We need to see the Clippers and we need to see the Lakers in the playoff series. We need to see LeBron James up against Kawhi Leonard in a playoff series. The regular season is one thing. The playoffs is something totally different. You know, it's, 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 it's the will of a man and how to be a leader and lead your team to victory in the playoffs. And for one, I am looking forward to seeing that. I'm also looking forward to Giannis Antetokounmpo on the books to see if their team is as really as good as people say they are to eat, to beat the Lakers or the Clippers. I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the Houston Rockets, with Chris, with uh, Westbrook and, and, and James Harden. Like, are they going to be able to come together and make some noise in the playoffs? Is James Harden really going to be able to depend on Westbrook and vice versa? Like, that's a storyline. I want to see what happened with the Oklahoma City, 
Oklahoma City Thunder, the surprise team in the league, who are currently sixth in the Western Conference. And Chris Paul has took a, 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 a batch of guys who didn't get much respect and has them sixth in the Western Conference. There's a lot of storylines here. Huh? Yeah, shout out to Billy Donovan for sure. But the ultimate, the ultimate thing that I only really care about, the only thing that I really, really want to see, and I believe that I will see, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers winning the championship this year. That's what I am looking forward to seeing. The blessing in disguise here is that year 17 LeBron James and injury-prone Anthony Davis and ailing Avery Bradley and ailing uh, 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 Kyle Kuzma and all these guys dealing with Knicks, just like the rest of the league, Knicks and, and injuries and stuff like that. My man's is healthy going into the playoffs. We fresh going into the playoffs. That's, that's a problem. The, 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 I'm, I, I don't know how dangerous that a lot of people – I mean, do y'all really know what's going on here with LeBron James is healthy, ready to get into the playoffs with not nothing going on? Do we realize what's going to be happening here? I hope you all do. But all in all, I, of course, I, 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 I am nervous because everybody has not been playing like said, said, like, I believe we're going to see some sloppy basketball. I believe we're not going to, you know, see. Um, our favorite players in the probably the best game shape. Now, according to this article that I have in front of me, I guess that the NBA is going to uh, have the players come to Orlando uh, the Monday after the 4th of July. So I think that's going to be like July the 6th. All of the players and the teams and the coaches should be reporting down to Orlando. And then they're going to have a little mini training camp. They're going to be practicing. They're going to be doing everything that they need to do. And then July 31st, which is on a Friday, we're going to get basketball games. So, Black, I want to ask you, man, um, what, what, how do you think it's going to look? No fans, just empty gym, two teams just playing. And this is how we're going to get a champion this year. We're not going to have any fans. We're not going to have the loud noise from the crowd. Nothing. How, how you feel? How you think it's going to look? I got to I gotta kind of agree with said first when he said that it's going to be a little sloppy at first, but I believe these are professionals and that they'll, you know, find a type of, uh, find some groove in these eight games leading, leading into the playoffs. But I think, uh, I think this year's playoffs is going to be more of who wants it the most. It's, it's, it's not going to be the fans there to give you that extra on for energy that you need. It's just going to be who wants it the most, you know, who has the, who has the better team or who has the better duo. Cause that's you. That's what we're going to see. Uh, it's, it's, we have a lot of duos in these uh, teams that, that, uh, that came, that's going to be in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see. And I think coaching is going to play a, a, a major part as well. We're going to see these coaches be able to put, put certain things together and uh, see if it works. So, um, I'm excited. I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it looks sloppy at first, but like you said, it's a lot of interesting factors going on here. You have the Los Angeles Lakers and uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, you have uh, you have the Rockets. You have uh, not only the Bucks, but you also have a, a young, gritty Boston Celtics team that yep. I'm looking out for. Yep. And then you also have the the team that won the NBA championship last year okay. in the uh, Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. We cannot sleep on them because they had a 15-game win streak this year 
uh, while the season was going on. So you can't you can't close the door on those guys getting back to another NBA Finals. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with no fans. You know, I I know fans are not going to be there to give you that extra info, that that advantage that you need. So I think the I think it's going to be more of more on the players. So. You know, to find that extra umph that they need to get over the top mm-hmm. it, uh, for for this uh, tournament of twenty two teams. Right. Uh, me, I don't care how I look. I I, I don't. I don't. I really don't care. As long as I can come home from work and 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 and, and cut on my TV and I got me a game that I can sit in front of and I can watch and I can enjoy and be all emotional about, that's all I need. You can have 20,000 people in the stands versus zip zero in the stands. As long as I see a basketball dribbling on the floor, <laughs> shots being made, defense being played, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm really excited. Now, I am anxious as the NBA rolls out uh, all the rest of the particulars with everything. I, I do want to see how this play-in tournament is going to go. I do want to see how they're going to determine the 16 teams who make the playoff because they haven't made that clear. Is it going to be East versus West or is it going to be the best 16 teams or like what is it going to be? Now, if I'm the NBA, if I'm Adam Silver, if I'm the commission, I'm saying to myself, what can I do to make this thing super intriguing? What can I do to shake up the fans and and make sure people are tuning in uh, to our product? I get rid of East and West. I get rid of East and West this year for the playoffs. Even if it's a one-time thing, you take the best 16 teams, the best 16, you line them up, and you go play ball no matter what. So that means if you end up with with two teams from the East playing in the first round, cool. If you got two teams in the West, if you got the Lakers versus the Pelicans in the first, I mean the Lakers in the – the, the 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 Raptors in the first round. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. If you got the Bucks and 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 in the Celtics, I mean the Bucks and the uh, Clippers, you know, in the, oh, in the conference final, like I'm cool with that. You know, th- this is an opportunity, and Adam Silver does a great job. Like he does a great job being the commissioner of the NBA, and I hope that's on the table. But um, you know, I think all in all, they probably won't do it. You know, because if I'm the NBA. I got to have Giannis in the finals. Got to have Giannis in the final. Or I got to have that young Boston Celtics team. But if I'm the NBA, I got to make sure Giannis makes it to the NBA finals. And then on the other end, of course, I got to make sure LeBron makes it there as well. Yeah. And and, and my way of thinking, if they only only invited eight teams from the East and then they invited 13 teams from the West. Nine from the East. Nine nine from the East and then 13 from the... uh, from West. the West, yeah. I I kind of feel like they're gonna find some type of way to get it down to eight, and this in these what these playing tournaments or yeah. these elimination them. these double elimination games yep. so for all these teams for them to get eight evenly on each side, I yeah. feel like that's 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 what they're gonna do. But I I love the idea of it being sixteen teams. It give you that college basketball feel. So yeah. I I wouldn't be against that either. But I really think the NBA is going to have with with these. Playing games and then these double elimination games or these one, what what they're going to do is get it down to eight on on each side and uh we have our regular format that we usually have for the NBA. Yeah, yeah. So you know we'll see how it plays out. I can't wait. Our coverage here at Sports is only going to pick up. What is it? What? It's June seventh today. So we still got two months 
almost two months, man, before we get uh, our basketball back. All right, so some impromptu discussions that we're going to have. We have the illustrious uh, Cedric Farr in the building. We want to take a trip down memory lane. And yes, that's all our NBA coach for the day. You will not hear any teeth gashing and, <laughs> and, and glass breaking and and nothing nothing like you nothing like you have been hearing from the sports desk for the past uh two to three weeks. Um so say let's get back to you man. I want to take you down memory lane just so our listeners can um get a chance to know your sports mind a little bit. So a couple questions for you say who is your favorite NFL team? Mm. Jacksonville <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. And with I knew you was going to say I knew you were going to say that. I want to get your take on the Jacksonville Jaguars and one take in particular. I know you've heard a lot of people tank for Trevor. Tank for Trevor. Go on 16. Let's get Trevor Lawrence down to Jacksonville. Said I want to get your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence. And then I want to also get your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence possibly becoming a Jaguar. And what was what will that do for you if Trevor Lawrence is the new quarterback of the Jaguars next season? I'd be happy to have uh, Trevor Lawrence. We've never had the opportunity to have the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. But with that said, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Somehow, someway, they'll draft a quarterback we've never heard. <laughs> and be like, for who and for what? Like Ricky Waters said on the thing, all the fans, <laughs> for who and for what? Why did y'all do that? Um, I'd be happy, to, like I said, I'd be happy to have him. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback coming out. Um, that national championship game was kind of, I don't know. He got, he got hit in the mouth. He did? He got, he got hit in the he mouth. Did. So we'll, I'm interested to see how he bounced back this year. He did. He did. And then he just lost his number one receiver, too. He did, unfortunately, yeah. So um, I'm interested to see how he bounces back. Okay. So, so yeah, what do you I'd think? be happy, happy to have him here. So what do you think about the Jaguars? The organization where we stand, everything that's going on, what do you think about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, a bunch of mm. idiots running the show, yep. in my opinion, because I was sitting there watching that, just going back to history and – Watching the draft, I don't know. I think me, you, Smooth, and probably a couple other people could do a better job just drafting. <laughs> we ain't got no football IQ. We just fans. But some of the stuff, it just – We just fans. <laughs> we just fans. And they said – it's a saying. They say listening to fans will get you fired. But I know we could do a better job than what they're doing in Jacksonville. Facts, facts. So, um – I'm not expecting anything. I okay. think they do enough to play themselves out of the top two picks. Okay. And win like five or six games. Okay. Something crazy like that. Okay. So I'm not expecting them to get top two picks. Okay. Nothing like that. So I would love to have Trevor Lawrence, but I don't see it just based off of history. Okay. So what did you think about CJ Henderson being drafted? With you being a Gator faithful and and and, and the and all the conversation that went on with Henderson when he did get selected ninth overall. Uh, what do you think about it? I came on here and said I didn't want C.J. Henderson. You did say that. You did. Um, but I knew they were going to do it. And I sat there and I was like, watch, they pick C.J. Henderson. And lo and behold, they picked C.J. Henderson. Yes, it has nothing to do with him. I think he's a solid corner. Solid. Very solid. Uh, He was the second best, according, depending, you know, if what you was looking at or what your preference is. Um, 
I just think it was too high. It was picked too, too high. But the picked. Jaguars needed that need, though. Yeah. It was a need, but what did I... I stressed on here. Uh-huh. I stressed, I stressed. Mm-hmm. If you get the trenches right, everything else will fall in place. Facts. And they went elsewhere. So, they did. Like I said, you know, okay. you reap what you sow. Okay, tenfold. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Uh, next, I got one last question for you. Maybe Black may have something after this for you. Just to kind of get us caught up on where your, where your sports mind is. Tom Brady to the Bucks. Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. I know that you are a huge fan of Tom Brady. Me and you have had several uh, conversations and confrontations about, <laughs> <laughs> about Tom Brady. Um, but now he's in Tampa. He's in Tampa this year. I want to ask you, uh, what do you think? What, 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 what? Okay, what do you think the se- what kind of season will the Bucs have? What do you think the realistic expectation is for the Buccaneers this year with Tom Brady being their quarterback? I'm talking about regular season playoffs and wherever they end up when the season is over. I think they can, uh, they can make some things happen. Okay. Um, I think he puts them over the hump. They was on the cusp of making the playoffs last year. They, well, they was like 7-8, and 8-8 eight, eight 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 type team. Yeah. So I think he gives them two or three more wins just with his experience and with the weapons he has. Mm-hmm. and. This is no shot, but you don't have – well, instead of making it sound like a shot, maybe if Jameis doesn't throw 30 interceptions, he throws 20. Yeah, we or, said that. you know, tone yeah. that down. We you know, it, it. maybe they do make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think it's – I think it's – and then, you know, he has a good coach with Bruce Arians. They said it looks a little shaky with his quarterbacks at first because he likes to throw the ball down the field. Push it down the field. He likes to push it down the field, and I know that's not really Tom's thing. He's mm-hmm. a – I'm going to take what you give me all the way down to the end yep, zone. And yep. then when you slip up, that's when I'm going to take, Facts. you know, the shot. So, um, this is going to be interesting to see. Maybe 11-5, and 12-4 playoffs. Okay. okay. Um, I'm trying to think who's – I can't overlook Green Bay. They okay. were just 13, what, 13-3, made it to the NFC Championship. Uh, I can't the, overlook the 49ers. The Saints. Uh, I can't overlook the Saints. Uh. I think that's their only problem in that division. I don't think the Panthers going mm. Teddy Bridgewater he okay, but mm-hmm. you know, and then um, see a resurgence from Atlanta. No, no resurgence. No, nah, not not Atlanta. with addition of Gurley. <laughs> not well. We don't know what kind of Gurley we're gonna get. So okay. and then okay. they let, they let Freeman go. They did. So um, I think that's they'll probably split. Okay. Them in Tampa. So realistic. This is gonna be the rest of the, you know, however the rest of their schedule falls. All right. So realistically, eleven and five, twelve and four, twelve and four playoffs, and potentially Super Bowl. Potential Super Bowl. Potential. But like Super I said, Bowl. I don't want to. It depends. You know where they have to go. Okay. And then this is real good. This is a a thing too. Tom Brady, he don't have to deal with the cold no more. Nope. Even though it didn't really affect them because they always won at home, but like it's gonna be good to see him warm weather, you know, in warm weather, mm-hmm. and what he could do. Okay. Uh, hopefully his arm hadn't deteriorated because he is hopefully 42, 43. So I just hope you get to see you got a lot of weapons, lot, Woo. lot of weapons. Okay, cool. Don't even. I just thought about the draft again. They got Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting the Jaguars. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> like I watch, I watch these games. I watch college football, and I was yeah. just sitting there. And it's I don't know. I don't, we not even talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Four. All right, all right, all right. Tim Four. All right, we're gonna transition into a little bit of the UFC, and uh, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna get out of here.
Sports Desk. It's time to talk a little bit of the UFC. So we had UFC 250 take place um, this past Saturday night. And man, oh man, was it a very, very good card. We're going to go through the main card uh, before we get up and talk about the main event. And then we're going to have a conversation about, you know, some other things that's going on in the UFC. So I'll tell you what, black man, this this was a very good card. Every fight on this card was entertaining. I want to shout out a couple fights. Um, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Oh, man. That walk-off knockout <laughs> punch that he put on Eddie Wineland. Oh, my goodness. And, and Eddie, Eddie Whiteman is a really gritty yeah, veteran in the game. Very respected. Yeah. Very respected. And Sean O'Malley, Sugar, Sugar Sean. Put it on that boy, and my goodness, was it a clean, clean overhand yes, right, man? I see a lot, a lot of great things yeah. for that kid. You know, yeah, moving forward. Yeah, facts. And uh, man, shout out, shout out, Aljamain Sterling, man. This kid is electric, and it is a shame that he is not fighting for the vacant bantamweight championship. And Jose Aldo is coming off a loss. I don't know why Sterling is not fighting for this title, but I tell you what, <laughs> sooner or later, he will be the champion. Yeah, but I, that fight was for who was going to end up being the number one contender, contender correct? Yeah, yeah correct? But, but he should have been Okay, he, he should have been in that fight against Jan. Like, Jose Aldo coming off a loss. Yeah, yeah. Why is he? And I get it. He a legend. I, I understand. But come on, man. You can't deny Sterling. You can't. He is the and that rare naked choke, rare naked choke that he put on uh Sand Sander Hagen. That thing was beautiful. Yes, boy. it was. Great performance by uh Aljamain Sterling. And then I want to show some love to Cody Garbrandt, man. He been through so much after losing the title. He lost three straight. He seemed like he was just flaming out. He only 25 years old. He's 25, already a world champion. But Black, Cody looked did real good last night. He did. Re-energized and focused. And I think that time off that he had, I think it really helped him because yeah. we were seeing Cody a whole lot yeah. in his reign when he became the yeah. champion and after that. Yeah. But I think that time off helped him work on a lot of holes that he yep. that got exposed in his game, and yep. I think I think he back ready maybe to make a run and get back into you know championship form. He looked really good, man, and he took on a veteran uh, Rafael Asancao, Asanso. Um, he was game two, but Cody just seemed too fast. He just seemed to be right on point with his punches and his targets, man. And shout out Kobe Garbrandt, man. It was good to see him get back into the winning. Circle. All right, let's get to it, man. The GOAT, the Queen. Um, you we may need to start talking greatest of all time, no matter male or female, uh, in MMA. Amanda the Lioness Nunez hmm. absolutely put on a clinic. And I do want to say this about Felicia Spencer. She is tough. Yes, she is. She is tough. That always been tough. Another yeah. opponent would have quit against Amanda Nunez. I mean, Amanda was throwing everything at her, and she just didn't quit. She stayed with the fight. But back to Nunez, unanimous decision, 50 to 44 every round. She is the first fighter, not female, the first fighter to defend multiple championships in different divisions simultaneously. 
Never been done in MMA. Never. She is your featherweight champion. She is your bantamweight champion. And she has defended both titles uh, successfully. Black, what did you see from Nunez last night? How, how impressed were you by her performance? One word. Greatness. Yes. Greatness. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll be we'll we are witnessing greatness from a female fighter in the UFC, man. And I was one of those ones that wasn't too much of a big fan of uh Amanda, but man, seeing this girl the way that she's the what she's doing and I think Dana said it perfect in his in the uh post fight conference last uh-huh. night. He said Amanda gave you everything you needed to see. From the groundwork to the kicks to the punches yeah. to the defense, yeah. she she showed it all in this fight fight against uh against Felicia Spencer. Yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking like, what else does she really have to prove? And Dana ran down what she has coming up. You know, two fights behind uh, Anderson Silva for the most title, title defenses, and I think she they said she's like four away from. Uh, John Jones for something as well. I don't know exactly what it was, uh-huh. but like she's been recognized with two of the greatest fighters in UFC history, all time, all time. And and for her to be up there, man, she's beating every woman that's been known in the UFC. She's beating them. It's every like champion, every champion, every, every not just champion. I mean, global star. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Holly Shishenko. Holmes has a name, Shashanko. You know, twice. yes, and, yeah. and 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 uh, Dana said it perfectly again. One reporter asked, you know, what about a third fight with Shashanko? Dana was like, for what? She he already she beat her twice. She beat her twice already. I yeah. don't want to see that. And he was like, it's getting hard. It's getting hard yeah. to find women that can fight her. Yeah, it's getting hard, and yeah. especially with her defending both belts. And I'm pretty sure. You know, I seen someone say, oh, she put the title on. No, she's not vacating none of those belts. It seems like she's going to continue to defend both belts. So it's going to be interesting. You know, they had said a a couple of up and coming, you know, fighters here, but I don't see any challengers for her anytime soon. It's the UFC. We've seen things happen, but the way uh, Amanda Nunez is rolling, I don't see that train slowing down at all. Yeah, she has, she she has, has. a couple losses uh, she when has. she first she started. She lost to Kat, uh, Kat, Kat Gonzano. Gonzano, and yeah. then I don't know who else she lost to. She got to. a couple of losses when she first got going. Yeah. Well, who at? The... They gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they flamed out. Flamed, they flamed out. out, yeah. And you know, it was early when she first, first came to, to the, the UFC. UFC. Uh, she's 20 and 4 now. Four. She was 19 and 4. I think she's 20 and 4 now. 20 and 4. Yeah. yeah. Um... Oh man, the, the performance that we seen last night. I'd be the first to say her last fight. Um, I wasn't that impressed by Amanda. Uh, it's kind of dry. Life. It was, yeah. but due to the the type of fighter she was fighting and uh, uh German Jeromadine, um, she did what he had to do, get her down to the ground. Uh, because Jeromadine is a is is a vicious kickboxer with very long legs, and if you ain't careful, you're going to sleep. But Nunez got the win. <laughs> Nunez got the win. Let's talk about last night. Felicia Spencer, tough game. Perfect fight for a fight fan or a non-fight fan who's to a person who don't watch the UFC or MMA like that. And let's just so say Amanda Nunez and Felicia Spencer was their first fight that they ever saw in the UFC. They might have been converted to a fan last night because you saw two things. You saw the greatest of all time as a female fighter 
And then you seen a warrior, a non-quitter, somebody who was going to stick with it in Felicia Spencer. So I do want to tip my hat off to uh, Felicia Spencer. Let's get back to Amanda Nunez. It's time to start talking greatest of all time. Like, period. Mm-hmm. It's time to talk about her like we do about John Jones. It's time to talk about her like we did with George St. Pierre, yep. Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. It's time to start that conversation as the GOAT, for real, for real. Like, look, man, when you look at Amanda Nunez, let's, let's, let me, before I say this, let, let's go back. <laughs> she became champion by beating the veteran, respected Misha Tate. Became champion. She double backs and then just destroys Ronda Rousey. Wasn't even a fight. Had Ronda in there doing the stinky leg. <laughs> now let's remind folks who Ronda Rousey was in the UFC. A vicious competitor. Undefeated. What, you, you couldn't even imagine her losing until she actually lost. Mm-hmm. She had a mystique and an aura about her that, man, she is unstoppable until she lost. Well, she lost to Holly Holm. And people say, well, you know, she's, she's do that one. You know, she's been dominant for so long. She's going to go in there. She's going to beat Amanda Nunez. Everybody said it. Mm-hmm. Everybody said Ronda was going to go in there and beat Amanda Nunez. And Amanda Nunez made it look like Ronda Rousey didn't even deserve to be in the cage with her mm-hmm. at all. Destroyed this woman and sent her to the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we talk about. Yeah. And then what was next, Black? Do you hear the rumblings? You starting to hear the rumblings, cyborg, 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 the most dominant, ferocious knockout artist in the female history of fighting. Ronda Rousey was scared to fight her. Ronda Rousey ain't want no parts of Chris Cyborg, who was like a thousand and one <laughs> and with 998 knockouts. So when they made that fight, I ain't going to lie. I was like, oh, my God. What is Amanda Nunez doing? I knew she had hands, but I know Cyborg had hands. But then my brain started working. And you want to know the difference between Cyborg and uh, Amanda Nunez, as we already know, because this fight already happened? Oh, Amanda Nunez is a boxer for real. <laughs> Dip the head. Move. Sh- I mean, faint. She jab, overhand, uppercut, to the bo- Like, she's a real boxer. Mm-hmm. Cyborg was a headhunter. Yes. Just a headhunter. Yeah, she was. And what happened? <laughs> Got her head knocked off. Got her head clean <laughs> knocked off in the first round. That cemented her as the greatest of all time. Yeah, it did. But we've seen her since then. And she's only getting better and better and better. Two-division mm-hmm. champion. Flawless performances. She has no challengers. None. How often do we say fighters don't have challengers? Does John Jones have challengers? Yeah. There was a point in time when Anderson Silva ain't had challengers. He didn't. Who was next? There was a time George St. Pierre ain't have no challengers. Yep. Now Amanda Nunes has no challengers. <laughs> in two divisions. In two divisions. <laughs> and that's my thing, Black. George had no challengers in one division. Mm-hmm. Anderson had no challengers in one division. This lady got no challengers in two divisions. <laughs> what is Dana White to do? <laughs> what is he to do? And I'm not going to call her the GOAT yet, but I tell you this. I'm very, 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 very close. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very close. She may only have to do it a couple of more times for me to say, you know what, man? 
Let's not play around here anymore. <laughs> She's the greatest of all time, no matter she, male or female. She just did something that's never been done, man. Ever in the history of fighting. Never been done. And we're not talking fighting. about... She's not doing it against cupcake Mm-mm. challengers. She's doing it against the very top, though, one in the number one challengers at their divisions. The Fisher Spencer was 9-1. Yeah. Her only loss is the Cyborg. The Cyborg. And she gave Cyborg hell, too. Yes, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I know you say, D... I, I I'm with you with the goat talk, but is it really bad to say that she's not the she she she's the goat? I think we got to see it's a little. Really not. I think we got to see a couple more with who? Because you see what Georgie did with who? You see? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. You I don't gonna know find you gonna somebody find. from know. one championship now don't, from no, Bellator. Now don't get me wrong. <laughs> Shashansko has gotten a lot better. She has, and but... she hold on now. She be cleaning folks, <sighs> and it's been a while since she fought Amanda. It was early. It was very early. But now, would do you, you not really mind seeing it? I wouldn't mind it, but I, will, I don't I think okay. Dana want. Dana, I think Dana got it seriously. He got to seriously look at a third fight. But where are they going to fight at? Bantamweight. You'd have to. Cause she can't make she can't make a featherweight. Yeah, Shashansko can't make featherweight. Advantage, <laughs> advantage. Amanda, Amanda Nunes Amanda, again. Amanda, yeah, like, she's great. The first she's two great. times they fought, they were at bantamweight, yeah. right? Yeah, and she beat her. And then it took it took uh, Valentina to go down to another weight cat to weight class to be champion. Flyweight, yep. And to show everything that she has, even though yep. I'm not saying she wasn't bad at bantamweight because. She beat Holly Holmes. Sure, sure. She yeah. beat she beat yeah. these people. Yeah. So, um, I just don't know, man. I think I think Amanda will look very well. Some people say the second time they fought, they thought Valentina. Close. They won. do, and I'm about to say that a yeah. lot of people so, think Shashansko got her the second. I'm not going to say Amanda will whitewash Valentina. No, it would be a very interesting fight, but. I can say, you know what? Yeah, I can say, D, I felt like Dana has no chance. He has no other option but to the let that fight happen. Fight. It's a money fight. And it's a big one. It's a big one. People will tune in to see that. Absolutely. So I feel like that's the best thing for Amanda Nunes. You know, I know Dana said she's going to take the break with the birth of a child yeah, yeah. and everything coming. Yeah. But if I'm Dana, while she's away, I'm trying to set up. You know who and Valentina. Yeah. It, it has to happen, Unless and I, we see and some I feel challenges. like we should get this fight at the end of the year. Unless we see some 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 more challenges. Unless we see some more challenges, and right now I really can't think of none. Bro. You can't. It's so, none that you can think of. Yeah. So uh, spectacular, spectacular performance by uh, the lioness. I mean Amanda Nunes. Just I was just so impressed. I was just so impressed by her last night. She was flawless, man. And flawless. I know they was bringing up something about Whaley. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how I feel about Whaley, though. She, she's, she's good. She is good. She is good, but do, she, do we think she's ready to challenge Amanda? Is anybody? <laughs> exactly. 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 Is anybody? It's, so. it's, it's, it's tough, man. So... For me, like if uh, if what what is what does Amanda to do to beat Valentina again and defend both belts again for her to be called the goat? That's what she's gonna have to do again. A woman she already beat twice, yeah, and then you. defend the belt against two number you. ones at in their division and beat them both again to you. call her the goat. Like I feel you. 
Some people would already stamp her as being that from doing something that males haven't done. No one has. Two divisions. No one has. No one has done that. No one has. So she already at the top of the food chain. I'm with you, Black. You know, so. I'm with you. I'm with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, man. I'm just excited, man, to see this happen. Happening for Amanda because we didn't see her. Mm-hmm. We didn't see her. We mm-hmm. were we were ones that would say, oh, this might be Rousey. And this might be mm-hmm. this might be cyborg. Mm-hmm. But not Amanda Nunez. Mm-hmm. It's like Amanda, we always knew she was tough, but it's like Amanda just came out of nowhere and just demolished everybody in her path. We'll see and she's making everybody regret their words from everybody she's beat. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I love to hear the goat talk with her. When uh we talk about uh UFC, yeah, she deserves to be there. All right, so we'll keep our eyes and see what's next for uh uh Amanda the Lioness Nunez. All right, man, some news came out last night, man. Apparently, Conor McGregor is retiring. Is retiring from the sport. Um, he talked to um Ariel Hawani last night, and this is what Hawani, uh, ESPN MMA insider, said that McGregor told him: "To the game just does not excite me, and that's that." All this waiting around, there's nothing happening. I'm going through opponent options, and there's nothing really there at the moment. There's nothing that excites me. All right, so that is what um, um, Conor McGregor said to Ariel Hawani, and then Conor went on to tweet more. The Gaethje fight should happen. Why are we waiting on Khabib? Khabib can't fight right now. It should be me and Gaethje for the lightweight strap. Keep the momentum going. Keep the ball rolling. Why are we waiting? Why are we waiting? Nothing excites me. I don't have time to put up with this or that. What's my next move? I should have a fight, and I don't. So I'm going to step away for good, raise my kids, invest in my business. McGregor, out. That's what he said. So this has been a trend lately over the past couple weeks. We've seen Dana White get into it publicly with John Jones due to contract disputes. Um, We've seen Henry Cejudo. Bantamweight champion, Olympian, uh, two time, two division champion, Henry Cejudo, step away uh, due to contract. Um, we also have Jorge Masvidal uh, stepping away due to contract. And now we got Conor McGregor, the biggest superstar in MMA, hands down, stepping away. Now, Black, I have an opinion on this. What are your thoughts about the top of the line fighters stepping away? And saying contract this, contract that, no fight here, no fight there. What are your thoughts about all of these superstars walking out, man? It's 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 kind of weird to me what's going on. Yep. And you really don't know what to believe. Like, yeah. <laughs> we've seen in the past. Me and Dr. Been following UFC since you know the beginning. So long time. Yeah. We've seen you know fighters here and there. Maybe like your your George St. Pierre's and your your uh. Matt Hughes and those type of guys, you know, get into disputes and or or Ortiz and those guys get into disputes Randy with Dana Couture. or Randy Couture about contract, but never this many guys at one time. Right, right. So it's kind of interesting. And then something that made me get to the point where I'm at now is that what I don't know what to believe in uh, on either side. Dana was asked a question last night, like, Dana, how are you handling all these guys? And he kind of got on the defensive like he yeah. started arguing and start yeah. cussing about it like yeah, i'm like yeah. okay dana like yeah just got you in control so you you should be the one yeah you the man staying calm yeah, about this but he kind of got beside himself in the press conference he did so i was it got me thinking like dana are these guys kind of 
writing what they're saying about about you and uh and, and your people uh going to the table where you sit down we just heard from you lat two weeks ago at the first uh card in apex arena mm-hmm. we heard from you that you were going to the table on tuesday to figure out this welterweight division yep so that tells me that you met with Mazda Doll on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, McGregor maybe came up. Uh-huh. Um, and then the, the next week, boom, here we come. What, Friday night? Yep. Here comes Mazda Doll. The same week. Same week. Saying that he wanted to be released yep. from the UFC. Yeah. So something must have went wrong in those meetings. Yeah. So that tells me... Okay, Dana, what's y'all angle in these meetings with these guys? Mm-hmm. Guys who's taking is taking it through the roof for the UFC. I mean, Facts. selling out arenas. Facts. Selling out, I mean, big car, fight of the nights. Yeah. Everything they, they need to do, they're doing. Yeah. Are, is, it, is it them they saying, well, I've outgrown my contract, but this man just signed an eight-fight deal yeah. with y'all. Yeah. So is it really bad for him to be asking for more money right now? Nope. To fight for a belt? I don't think so. He's he's hotter than fresh grease right now, <laughs> Mr. Monster Doll. He is. I and yeah. and he's he's you gotta say he's potentially up there with Conor McGregor. He's the hottest thing. You know, he's the hottest thing smoking right now. So why not give this guy a shot at the title? Is it that Gilbert, uh this kid who fought last week? Gilbert uh, Burns. Gilbert Burns got you second guessing. Oh, uh, it'd be a little cheaper for you to put him in there with. Uh, mm, great point. Could it be cheaper to put one of these up and coming guys who's doing good? Great point. You know, could it be Leon Edwards who you kind of hinted at uh, last night in your post fight conference? We'll see. Yeah. Could it be Leon Edwards who's going to get that title shot? Yeah. But we know who should really have that title shot. Yeah. So, Dana, you have you have great guys in this division in the UFC period. Yeah. So. You're making a lot of cash, so why not just go ahead and up the money if that's really what's going on? You know, Mazadal, he's a hot ticket. Conor McGregor, why not give him the fight? Why not give him the fight with Gaethje? Why not? We're not going to... We literally are going to have to wait for Gaethje to be next year. Maybe, yeah. Maybe next year here. Maybe, yeah. Because we don't know what's going to happen with, with uh, Khabib's father. Yeah. You know, we don't know what's going to happen there, so it could yeah. potentially be next year, so you telling me that it's nothing that you can put in works with Connor and Gaethje. Yep. Whenever he comes back, we know we know that uh can be is gonna be gonna get the win of whatever. Yep. Facts. So why not make the Connor and Gaethje fight? It makes sense. It's 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 makes sense for money and it's it's good business mm-hmm. for the sport who took the lead on keeping everything going. Facts. You don't think people going to buy pay-per-view not being able to be there. You don't think people that's not able to be there are not going to buy the pay-per-views and, and it's going to sell through the roof on pay-per-view for, for everyone to see Connor and Gaethje? Facts. It is. It yeah. is. So I don't know exactly what's going on. I'm on the fence D about the whole thing with Don, John Jones, uh, Mazadal, Connor. You know, if Connor's retiring, he got enough money in the bank. He can do that. Proper 12 is going through the roof. Everybody's buying proper 12. You know, I think it's on the, I looked at it when we were talking about it. It's like one of the top three, uh, three or four, I mean, four or three liquors in the state, in the United States. And he's not even from here. So I'm not going to, him retiring, I think he's just trying to, you know, make a little buzz, but 
I don't think Connor's going to retire because he still has got stuff he wants to do. But like you said, this man got over a hundred million plus in the bank. You know, yeah. it's, it'd be easy for him to say that he's retiring. But I really need to see something come come out of what's going on with these big fighters in the UFC. Something has to be done with Masvidal, Connor, and uh, these guys moving forward. These guys are supposed to be in title fights. What are they doing? tweeting and saying they're not they want to be released or they want to retire something is wrong with that yeah i mean you you hit everything on the head you know i only have a little bit more to add to that you know i mean the ufc never had these kinds of problems with booking these fights that's why the sport became so popular that's why so many people are attracted to the ufc because in boxing it took us 10 years to get canelo alvarez and triple g <laughs> why don't we have earl spence jr and terrence crawford booked in boxing exactly why did it take so long for mayweather and manny pacquiao to 20 be years <laughs> like why does it take so long to make these fights so you got another uh fight brand over here the ufc UFC, where you don't have to wait on these mega fights. We're getting them while these fighters are in their prime. We got McGregor and Aldo in their prime. Yeah. That was a fight that we didn't have to wait for. We had multiple title fights, like with these, these champions in their prime going against challenges in their prime. And now, for some reason, we have this issue where Jorge Masvidal and Kamar Usman is not booked. That fight is supposed to be taking place on July the 11th for the welterweight championship. <laughs> and now Masvidal is coming out and saying, nah, man, like I'm being shook around here. Like I got, I've been training. I've, I've got the best wrestlers around the world coming down to my gym, getting me ready for this guy and nothing's been signed. I signed my paperwork. Why Usman naming on the contract? What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> Henry Suhudo wants more money. He deserves more money. Why? Because he's he was a he was a double division <laughs> champion, double division champion. Like John Jones, I know I gave him a hard time last week, but if this is the case here, mm -hmm. I have to apologize to John Jones for my take I gave last week because I was very hard on him. Like if Sohudo and Masvidal are saying the same things. Why shouldn't I believe John Jones? Mm -hmm. I should believe him as well. Yeah. So my question is, Dana White, what's going on with the business part of this thing now? Conor McGregor has $300 million in a bank account somewhere. I'm sure it's hard for him to get up at 4 in the morning to go train just for somebody <laughs> to punch him in the face. I wouldn't be trying to do that either if I had $300 million in the bank. But at the same time, Conor McGregor dedicated himself to the UFC at the beginning of this year. He said he wanted to fight three or four times this year year he took out donna cerrone in 0.2 seconds he's healthy he's fresh he's not hurt nothing's going on he's ready to go so why is justin gaethje and conor mcgregor not happening for the interim title we know khabib nurgamenov can't come from russia he can't come over his father is ill and he said he's not leaving his father's side he's not so why why are we not making mcgregor and gaethje what other fight is there to make what other fight is there to make at lightweight? You tell me another person who deserves it. So, so Dana White, I'm confused by your tactics. I'm confused what's going on. Please, Dana White, if you just so happen to hear this, don't sour the sport. And I'm not blaming you because I love Dana White. Mm -hmm. He is a godsend for Great fight fans. Man. Yeah, he a godsend for fight fans. Like, he makes it happen. He the reason why we tune in week in and week out to watch the UFC because we were getting these great fights. In what world did we did we think we were going to get Amanda Nunez and Chris Cyborg? <laughs> Two champions. We didn't, when, when did we think we were going to get that? Mm. Never. 
Never. You know, when did we think we were going to get uh, 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 Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic? Never. In what world did we think we were ever going to see that? And now we got problems. So I'm hoping that Masvidal and, and, and Cejudo and John Jones and Conor McGregor, I hope Dana White takes on this challenge and gets it done. We don't need this in the sport. The UFC is the most healthy it's ever been. The stars are realigning. When, 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 when GSP left, Ronald Rousey left, Anderson Silva left, like these are your previous stars. You got Israel Adesanya now. You got Masvidal now. You been had McGregor. You got Henry Cejudo. You got guys mm-hmm. that are still carrying the sport. Let's get it done, Dana. There ain't no reason. And then you getting mad at the media? <laughs> I ain't like that. Now let me know there's something up under the covers there. Yeah. Because Dana don't get mad at the media. He don't. He answers the question. He's like, hey, that's what it is. But you got mad. You want to start cursing at the reporter and, and, and getting upset and getting heated, sweating and all that. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> the reporter asked a valid question. Something wrong with that. Something is going on. So it is June. I don't know. We usually have mega fights already yeah. signed. Well, they said that he did say in the press, co- press conference this week that they should have something set with the welterweight with that welterweight match. So we'll see. If it ain't Masvidal, it if it ain't Masvidal versus Usman, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to see Burns and Usman. Oh, I don't see Edwards. Edwards against Usman. Put Burns <laughs> and Edwards in it when we want each other. Do that and then get me Masvidal and get me Usman. Get mm-hmm. me that fight. That's the biggest fight that they make this year. And make Gilbert and uh Edwards Edward's number fight. one contender yeah, fight. Yeah, man, let's do it like that. Like yeah. it's, to me, it's simple. Yeah. Now I know I'm not Dana White. I'm not in the fight business, but I would like to think that four guys don't have fights. We'll make them have fights. Exactly. I think it's that simple. Exactly. All right, man. So that's gonna wrap us up for the UFC. We got a couple of things in uh, let's see, and some other news, man. And we're gonna get out of here. So I know I said last week we got a new segment that we're doing. I've, I'm, I'm taking my time and I didn't set up the email so y'all can drop off your questions in the voicemail form. But I'm going to be doing that this week. So you're going to see stuff on our Instagram and our Twitters, an email address where y'all can drop in a voice note. Uh, please keep it at a minute and 30 seconds of whatever it is, whatever topic, whatever sport, it don't matter. So, you know, whatever me and black, whatever you think me and black uh, need to hear, let us know. We'll, we'll be glad to, uh, uh, talk about it right here on the sports desk. So I'm going to reveal the name of the segment and everything this week. I'm going to get it rolling out out there, out there on the social media. And we look forward to you guys participating. You guys really, really do a great job with us with the top five, the start, bitch cut, you know, give us a, give us all your inputs. We really, really, really appreciate it. All right. So we're going to get into some other news. It's not really, not, not really much here, uh, with the other news, but we have one thing. Uh, in per- two things in particular. So I'm gonna kick it over to my man's uh Black. So Black, talk to me, man. We got some uh, we got some boxing uh returning uh this week. Tell me all that information, man. Yes, man. Uh, for our boxers, for our boxing listeners, boxing will be returning Tuesday night on ESPN live from the MGM Grand. We have up and coming boxing sensation Shakur Stevens. Defending his super featherweight belt uh, on Tuesday night, so y'all look out for that. Uh, it's it's I'm I'm excited that boxing's back is gonna give us a little something. It's probably not a mat a matchup we want to see, but you get to see some young and up and coming stars on Tuesday night. 
Yes, yes, yes. We are excited. I know I'm going to be watching. You know, I'm going to be watching some boxing, man, and get us some live sports, man. It's it's starting to crank back up, and you know, we really appreciate it. All right, so me, Black, and uh, PJ Durrell, we did a special edition uh, of the Attitude Era. So all of our wrestling fans, that show should be up while you're listening to this one. Um, so we just we just um talked about the last you know the the last great era of wrestling which was the attitude era so um i hope you guys enjoyed that show all of our wrestling heads uh we did that just for you guys and um a little bit more on the wrestling tilt we got wwe backlash <laughs> happening this week and i say it like that because i'm not excited about it whatsoever the main event is braun Strowman versus Miz and Morrison for the Universal title. That's right, I said two people against one for the Universal strap. Me and Black was talking earlier, the WWE is just not in a good spot right now. They're not entertaining, and just keep it real, here at the Sports Desk, we just don't feel the need to talk about it because <laughs> it's not nothing of any significance, and we hope that it'll turn around uh, sooner than later. And I really think our Attitude Era Special Edition had a whole lot to do with that. Sure, you know? sure, sure. <laughs> a whole lot to do with that. So, um, yeah, so we'll keep our eyes close to the WWE, and once it's time to talk about it again, we will talk about it again. All right, so like I said, it's not much of the news, so we're going to keep our ear to the NBA. We're going to be revealing all the information and talk about all the stuff as we get uh, closer to July 31st, we are set to um, get back uh, to the season. All right. All right. So, Cedric Farr, get back in here, man. We just wanted to show you some love, man. And thank you for uh, coming in and kicking it with me and Black on this episode of the Sports Day. So, before you get out of here, say, is there anything, is there anything that you might want to say, any opinion that you might have out there? Whatever. The floor is yours, man. No, I just like to thank y'all for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And um looking forward to the future with uh all the college football yeah. NFL yeah. NFL talking next NBA. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate you yeah. saying, man. Uh like like I said before, you know, um the, the, the personalities that you hear on our show said smooth and Fred, the, these are family members of ours. You know what I'm saying? We, we have great respect for these men and uh, we're, we're, you know, we've been doing this before we had microphones and computers and stuff like that, man. So it's good to bring them in and have them a part uh, of the sports desk. And like I said, when college football kicks off, say it's going to be our, uh, our correspondent. College football insight. He's gonna he's gonna give you a different tone than what me and Black give you during the college football season. I'm sure said and enjoy that and get a kick out of it as well. Uh, Black, you got anything before we get out? Yeah, man. Just one thing. Uh, I want to tip my hat to Adrian Peterson for being the first athlete to say he will be kneeling this year for in uh, through the national uh, anthem. So mm. it's a big deal. I don't think he's going to be the only one. I think no, you're going no, to see no. a big number of. Uh, athletes doing it so I just want to tip my hat to him for coming out with that bit of news because we need change in the rural. Yes we do. Shout out Adrian Peterson. Shout out Adrian Peterson. Alright man so this has been episode 62 of the Shout out Adrian Peterson. You cut him too. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Adrian Peterson, man. So, 
Yeah, yeah, shout out Andrew Peterson, man. Uh, so, yeah, this has been episode 62 of the Sports Desk, man. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Our Instagram, Reduce Lunch Sports. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dedrick Hicks Jr. Hit me up. Black, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Black ENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Said, where can they see you at on the Twitter? Uh, I don't have a Twitter, man. Okay. So okay. Just, when you need me. Just call me. 10 4. 10 4. Yeah, if you want to. We'll you, deliver all the we'll, messages. Yeah, if you got messages. a message for said, we'll deliver it. We'll deliver it to him. Uh, express mail, uh, by the way. All right, man. So we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Y'all have a great week. Be safe out there. And we'll see you next week for episode 63. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? He lied! He lied! Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. He lied!